combat sports changes on a dime. Two men cover the happenings of it all. What's up, everybody? Professional Wrestling. We said the wrestling world was going to change. CM Punk is all elite, and honestly, it couldn't have gone better. I think it's possible that Goldberg beats Lashley and that Big E beats Goldberg. Because I don't see Big E beating Roman. I thought ROH was a pile of crap. I think corporate ROH is gross. First of all, the Nick Gage entrance is one of the most insane things I've ever seen in my life. The Edge deal is up next year. Do you think he gets here AEW if he's still healthy? I think that he's a WWE lifer, honestly. Don't forget that the only reason WWE cleared him to begin with was because AEW was going to, and they were trying to sign him. Mixed martial arts. And I think everything leads towards Sandhagen, but I I don't know. I think TJ could surprise some people. I'm choosing Sandhagen, um, especially with his last two performances. Aljamain Sterling and Piotr Jan running that back, and the winner of this should definitely get the next title shot. I thought Connor looked fantastic with the kicks. When he got rocked with punches, he went for the guillotine. That was the stupidest move. Do you hear Dustin after the fight admitted, though, that there was like a second there where he was like, oh God, he might have me. Do you think Pena has a chance against Amanda Nunez? The card isn't very good, in my opinion. Even the undercard, I don't think is that great. Wayne, Gone, and Lewis could potentially be really boring also. That's possible. Definitely. Jake Paul by knockout, probably pretty early. It's pretty telling when uh, Jake Paul was like, let's put up our purses against one another and Woodley wouldn't do it. I think Tyron Woodley's going to win this fight. He's going to throw combinations of Jake that Jake hasn't seen yet. First off, I'm going to say congratulations to Tyron Woodley for making $2 million. I would like to see Vitor and Jake, because I think Vitor would beat Jake's ass. Left by a lot so funny that this is the boxing people talk about most instead of the best boxers fighting. This is what boxing has become. The promoters have not allowed the best fighters to fight the best. They protect their own interests, they protect their fighters, and they never let the best fight the best. And there's multiple champions in the same weight class, and they still won't fight each other to unify the belts and this is what has allowed youtubers to come in and take over the sport and much much more i have them this weekend i'm just gonna let the board fall to me dalvin cook zeke cmc hopefully i can get one of those running backs i did my draft tonight as y'all can see with my Vikings jersey on you have like your really really top tier wide receivers but then there's a pretty big drop off they didn't speak english so like the UFC like wasn't getting them title fights as fast as people who did speak. So absolutely was happening for, for a time in the sport. The reason why I brought that up though is because of the Stephen A thing, because I think it's a moronic, a moronic viewpoint to take. Yeah, I mean, we just saw Andre Olovsky show up on AEW Dynamite. Like I not only that, we've seen Junior Dos Santos, Andre Olovsky, we've seen Cejudo on Dynamite, we've seen Vitor Belfort on Dynamite, we've seen Jorge Masvidal yeah. and Amanda Nunez, like it just like the fact that Tony Khan actually actually just did that. Fightful, 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 Steven Jensen. Yeah, that's the stuff I got going on. Uh, fightful Select Weekender Podcast. Support Fightful and Fightful Select. Doug from RBD Tito for Life. Yeah. Are we having fun yet? Because this thing has just got taken to a completely different level. Straight, straight from YouTube.com. Live Rounds. The Marksmen have arrived. Have arrived. Watching live rounds with Doug and Steven and being introduced to you by the real IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Will Ospreay. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Live Rounds, episode 65. Um, 
Got a lot to talk about tonight. Going to have a great show. We've got Brandon joining us tonight, which I always appreciate. And I'm very curious to see Brandon's thoughts on things because a lot has happened since he was last on. And even the fact that, you know, he used to call WWE Vince. I want to know what he calls it now. He's called WWE or or uh, what do you do? So anyways, Brandon, how are you doing tonight? I, I'm I'm doing good. I definitely appreciate you guys having me on again. Um, let me just answer that question for you right now. It yeah. has been very difficult to figure out what to call this company now. <laughs> like me, and I get it from my buddy Brian, who he got it from his buddy Sean. We've just started trying to figure out, like, what do we call this now? Like, I instinctively yeah. want to call it Vince, but it's not Vince anymore. And I could call it Hunter. That's what we called NXT for a while. But that, even that just kind of feels weird. So I don't know, man. And I don't feel comfortable calling it WWE. That's not what it is. So. For right now, it's still in my mind, Vince, but eventually we'll get a name for sure. Gotcha. Gotcha. How about you, Steven? How are you doing tonight? Doing good. Thanks again for joining us, Brandon. Always good to see you, man. Sure. Um, uh, yeah, a good day today. I worked the shoot job, and then uh, me and Jeremy did an interview with Titus Alexander, who is, like, killing it over on the yeah. West Coast right now. Yeah. Um, so that's an interview that y'all can hear on Thursday morning during the spotlight on Fightful. We're going to be an hour early for fans of that show. Just so y'all know, we're going to be doing a 8.30 a.m. Eastern this Thursday. So uh, check that out. And then, uh, yeah, now I'm here. So good, uh, good productive Thursday. A lot to talk about today. I know Doug had a big weekend. Got to meet a bunch of really cool people. Yeah. yeah. Got me a couple yeah. autographs. I'm very, very excited about this. Um, yeah, so we'll get we'll get that out of the way first, I guess. So. Yes. So so backstory. I sent. Yeah. So I, I I knew Doug was going to this, so I sent him money and some figures to get signed for from a couple people. So that's the bright part. And like the guy said that you don't put the JSA sticker like right here because you don't want to like distract the autograph. But I was like, <laughs> that's where I thought it should be. So he put it down at the bottom. So you can take it off the plastic, though. It's not, like, stuck to the actual cardboard. Perfect. You can move it wherever you want. What's the That's figure? Fine. That's a it's WCW. A WCW. What year is that? Like, when did that come out? Like, like 98 or 9, probably. Wow. I think it's 99. And yeah. there was a guy that had a Goldberg one like this. And Goldberg had, like, a white shirt. White this was the only This was the only Bret Hart WCW figure. that Because even the JSA guy said, he's like, I haven't seen this one today. So yeah, this was the that's only awesome. one. And what was dope too, man, is like they had a whole table of pink, like or white or silver. And then they had a handler there that would like make sure that the marker was working. So it wasn't like they just kept using the same one and then all of a sudden it starts to fade. They made sure it was like smooth and nice. And then he signed it. That's so awesome. yeah, I was that was sick. And then, and I then sent um, this as well, because how'd you get this? And then this was uh Goldberg. Yeah, that was great. Very happy with that. JSA on that one right there, so that's where it's JSA. So nice. So I've got a little collection going of like those figures. I just got this this week as well. This is a signed Kevin Nash from the same line. This is authenticated too, so got that to go with it. And then I've also got a Scott. I've had a Scott Hall signed one of these for years. That like so now I've got a little collection of these like signed. WCW figures like that was my favorite toy line as a kid because like growing up on WCW more so than WWF like I gravitated towards like the WCW those were kind of like me having like Hasbro's for most people um was like these WCW ones so thank you very much Doug for doing that I appreciate it 
Um, and it's who else did you get to meet? I know you got to meet like a ton of people. Yeah. So what I'm going to say is uh, follow us on our Instagram page because that's where I'm going to post these photos if you guys want to check them out. Um, yeah. But I I met. Let's see what I got. Gee, I met Floyd Mayweather. That was a cool Charlotte. picture. You sent me that. That was a good well, one. Well, so, so let's talk about that real quick. So I met Floyd, and first of all, he's three hours late, and that wasn't surprising <laughs> because I heard in Atlantic City he was two hours late. So I was like, okay, and then but they said no matter what, he's coming. I was like, okay, um, and then they lined like the VIP up, and then they lined the regular people up. But I was like number twenty three, so I didn't have to wait very long. And the thing that threw me off the most is that you can see in the picture, he's wearing overalls. He's wearing like Carhartt overalls, like mm. stuff you can buy at Walmart. And I'm like, Money Mayweather, like I thought he'd show up like all blinged out. And no, he was just like very casual. But uh, I go up to him, you know, immediately shakes my hand, daps me up. And I'm like uh, tr- talking to him and then – I'm, I'm like talking to him like this. And then he takes my shoulders and he turns me forward to look at the camera. And then he's like, we need to focus on this shirt. We need to focus on this shirt. And he pointed to the Rocky shirt like that. And then that's how they took the picture. And then, you know, I told him, thanks for all the great uh, moments and fights. And, you know, he was very like, he's very humble in person. Like he's not very cocky at all. He was like, you know, thank you, man. It really means a lot. You know, that was basically it. What's funny too, though, is, you know, like when you go in, like it has a, it, it's all blocked off. So you can't actually see the person. So the way they do it is like, you basically unveil. Like once yeah. you get to the, the line, they unveil it and then they're there. So it really like kind of helps with the experience. Cause you're not like just staring at them waiting in line. And then you finally get to meet him. It's like the first time you get to see him. Right. But like, dude, he had a full on entourage in there. <laughs> like, you know, normally people just have like one or two. He had like 17 people in there. He had a hairstylist and all sorts of different people in there. Um, but yeah, it was just all part of the experience. It, he was cool. And he did a lot of different poses with a lot of people. A lot of people were very happy and really enjoyed meeting him. So he was super cool. I got to be honest, though, like the MVP of that whole thing to me was Bill Goldberg. Like, he was so great to kids. He, like, talked to all of them, made sure he wanted to know, like, how their grades were, tell them to keep up, like, tell them to be nice to your parents, respect your parents, but would wonder what your parents do for a living. And then, like, I mean, it was, he was just very personable. And then, like, when he first got there, there was, like, this uh, handicapped kid. He's probably, like, in his 20s, but he basically gets to bump the line because he's handicapped, right? And... Goldberg finds out it's his birthday and he just like immediately turns to the crowd waiting for him and asks if we can sing him happy birthday. So we all sang him happy birthday. And then like the kids started crying. Like he was like really touched. And like, I've heard that Goldberg like really cares about kids. Like that's one of his biggest things. And it's true, man. Like I was waiting in line for his autograph and like, there were just, he just took so much time out of his day to talk to the kids. Anytime a kid showed up, he really made it was like special for him. So Props to him for that. Um, and he was very respectful. I talked to him about the Talk is Jericho podcast because I just thought it was cool. And I thought it was cool that him and Jericho, like, basically show that they had no beef. And uh, he, he he went on about that and how they're actually really good friends. And they a lot of it was all overblown. So pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. Um, but anyways, I met Goldberg, Charlotte. I'm going to try to be nice. Like, Charlotte was nice. They The one thing with Charlotte, though, they said you could not put your arm around her. 
And I guess it's because somebody actually did and they held her too tight and then they just like cut that out. But she did shake your hand. So it wasn't like a Sasha thing where she's like six feet away. Like she shook your hand, right. whatever, it's all good. It's understandable um, that like I, I get uh, the not some yeah, of those like, pictures are yeah, very, very yeah, like yeah, war, bro. yeah. Right. Yeah, and like it. and you know, this kind of sounds bad, but just recently I started meeting women in wrestling to actually take pictures because I never cared enough about women wrestling to want to do that. But now I've met Becky, I've met Charlotte, I've met Britt Baker, like I'm fans of a lot of them now. And uh, with Charlotte, though, like, the surgeries are real. That's all I can say. It looks very noticeable in person. Like, I, I, I hope that she just is happy with how she looks and, and doesn't do much more because it's getting pretty obvious. But she was nice. I'm not going to say anything bad about her other than it's just very noticeable in person. Um, she did a dual op with her dad, too, which was really dope. So, so a lot of people got to get their picture with Charlotte and Rick. But they made that announcement, like, three days before. Um, and I met Tony Dorsett, who's like a Hall of Fame running back for the Dallas Cowboys back in the day. George Foreman, he was super cool. Um, he was sitting down though, and he definitely looks older than you know than I remember, but I haven't seen him in years, so I mean, that's definitely part. But he was super nice. And Roy Jones Jr., which to me, that one was probably like meant the most to me. Like, after I left, I could feel. I wasn't cr- I wasn't crying or anything, but I could feel that like emotional heaviness under my eyes. Like, wow, I just met Roy Jones Jr. Because I was like Mr. Unstoppable, and he's like, and still. And then uh, after we took a picture, I was told he's little, he's bad, the most badass boxer I ever seen. He's always been my all time favorite. And uh, Pitts Cole in the house because he always just say that he, he definitely appreciated that. He was super cool. So great time. Always have a great time at Fitterman. If you guys ever get a chance to go to a Fitterman. Uh, the great thing about them is they're so well organized because there's been numerous stories about Goldberg being a dick at WrestleCon. There's been numerous stories about Shawn Michaels being a dick at WrestleCon. I think a lot of that is because of WrestleCon, not because they're dicks. Like they're put in a very uncomfortable position, not well organized, total chaos, and they don't really know how to handle it. And with Fitterman, it's like everybody has a number. Based on what you when you pay is when you go and meet these people. So there's like nobody wondering, oh my gosh, when's it my turn? When are you gonna call us? Like it's all well organized. You first have your photo ops and you have your autographs, and it's it's easy peasy. And everyone said Sean was great. Everyone said Goldberg was great. Like nobody's really a jerk at those shows. Like they're all like it's all really well handled, and Fitterman's one of the best at it. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool that he's local. I mean, it was just like an hour drive. So yeah, that's awesome. I would have definitely wanted a Sean, but I, I got pretty much like a Goldberg and a Brett for like the cost of a Sean. Like Sean's expensive, but but, well, I, but that, I, get, I get why though. It's not like it's like unjustified. Like I understand. Well, and, and that's the thing too is like what you'll start to realize is just how much like history wrestling has now. You know what I mean? Like you know, like when you go when you go to these shows back in the day, they used to have like sports cards, right? Well, like these people now have like Hasbro figures back. 30 years ago and 20 years ago to get signed and all these different belts or tickets that they saw at this event, or this guy had a, the pinball machine cover that he had like all these classic people sign. Like, it's just, it's just crazy. Like the, the history of totally wrestling. Different. Right. Right. That you have the ability but, to have that stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not only that, like, and all these different colored markers, you can get them signed. And like, so it's like, if Brett is so, you know, always pink, you can get him pink. You can get Sean with red if he's wearing red tights or match the red box. Like, 
but the value of this stuff is going up too. And it's just, it's just crazy to see the popularity of pro wrestling at such like a, a longevity stage. Like so many of it is like viewed as a joke, right? But like these guys are having just as big as lines, if not bigger, they are bigger than Adrian Peterson. You know, like these guys are, are, are in almost some of the same prices, you know? Well, part of the AP was like 250 or something though. He was like the most expensive of like anybody. I think I think he was I think he was 160. Floyd was the most, I think. I think Floyd was the most. But but still, like Sean's 125, and people had no problem. People will pay for Taker all day long at 225. Like these guys are definitely big to a lot of people, and uh, it shows. That's another thing too, dude. Like I don't know what it is about WWE fans, man. But like I was in line waiting for Brett to get his stuff signed, and we were talking about like meet and greets and who we've met and stuff. And I brought up the MJF one because that's always a fun story. And they were like, who's that? Oh, no. And I'm just wow. like, God, are we still doing this? Like, you can't even turn on AEW once to see what else is going on out there. But it's not it's, the same thing. It's not. Same it's, not it's not. It, there are WWE fans mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. there are pro wrestling fans. And they're two different. they're two different categories. You know what I mean? And, and that's the thing, too, where all these people that are, like, ready to throw dirt in AEW's grave, these WWE fans are sensing the, the negativity growing towards AEW, and so they – but they don't watch, right? But they're like, oh, it's the WWE's time now. Here we are, because that's all they watch. So they just think that they're, they've hit this home run. Um, it's just interesting. But I, like I said, I, I really am over the whole tribal thing. I'll watch either one. I don't care. Like, I'm definitely going to be loyal to AEW as long as it's good. And I'll watch WWE as well. Like, it's not about a war or anything stupid like that right now. Sports entertainment fans versus wrestling fans. And that's, man, there's so much I want to talk about with AEW. Um, but I don't know what else you guys wanted to cover on any of that stuff. Oh, real quick, I'll just show you a couple of the weekly purchases I got. Uh, Brian Cage. Nice, got nice. On, on Amazon, $19.99. That was it. Decent price. Like, okay. Decent price. Deal. And then, sorry, Steven, I did get yeah, mine. Yeah, yeah. My, so. I, my, I ordered the same thing at the same time as him, and I it was confirmed today by Amazon that they just straight up lost it and gave me a refund. Like, they just, just like, yeah, we just don't know where it is. Sorry, dude. And man, I saw uh, some of these ultimate yeah. sign. Like there was a guy that had one of these yeah. as well. Goldberg put who's next on it. I mean, he really decked it out. And nice. uh, I mean, with this biggest space, like the signature looks amazing. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, Stephen, yeah. that's not something they can replace. Well, so it doesn't get like restocked again until October. It's like completely sold right. out. So um, they, I mean, they told me obviously if it shows up, then like I can keep it. Obviously, but like right. it, it was mailed out, but it just just got lost at one of the different centers um but uh did you have any other purchases doug i have a couple other things real quick nope those are my only two so i had that kevin nash that i showed y'all i got a few more AEW figures as well uh, that i've already unboxed needed i spent enough at fitterman (laughs) (laughs) i needed grayson and uh silver still so now i've got all of the dark order and i needed chuck taylor to complete the best friends so i've got all them and then uh, I got a couple Vikings things. Got a good deal on a 
signed Kirk Cousins a five ten. So got that right oh, there you football go. season. Oh, he's gonna skyrocket. On yeah, that. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, man. <laughs> and then shout out to Rob Wilkins, who me and Doug are gonna be doing a football show with on the Fightful Twitch. Um, Adam Thielen does cereal for like charity up in Minnesota. So I got a box of first down flakes. So they're basically uh frosted flakes. I ate a box of them already. They're pretty good. Um, but uh but yeah, I just got a, I got a couple the, uh, the Deion Sanders frosted Wheaties, I think it was, or frosted Mayflakes and the blue box. Yeah, definitely. Nice. I remember those. Yeah, I was uh tripped out memory memory lane. Real quick, do you do you have your fantasy draft this week? Yeah, uh, on Sunday, the day of all out, like before, right before. You know what? Nothing, nothing to do with that, Brandon. I, I had mine a couple days ago. One of the worst oh, I've it. ever done. I'm just gonna <laughs> bite the bullet. The goal is to not come in last place. That's basically what it is. <laughs> I've got mine uh, tomorrow, and then I've got two on Sunday, and I've got one during all out, which sucks. I've got one before all out, and I've got one during all out. So yeah, yeah. So but the funny thing is, I'll be with like a group of people. So I'll all ask for their opinion. Like we'll all like group tackle this thing and see what we can do. I'll just say um, I, I've got, I've got. So I got last place in my league, my own league that I'm the commissioner of for the last you know 15 seasons. Feels feels great to lose in my own league and all. But yeah, I got last place. But I get so I'll get the the only upside at all, even though it is the downside to a degree, big time. Like I'll have the tenth pick out of ten, but then it'll snake back to me. So I get like the back to back picks for each round so i can kind of yeah i can kind of game plan a little bit for those kind but of then picks. you wait an eternity for it to come back around to <laughs> yes, you. Exactly. Like, uh... but i mean my thing is like so in my league i, I don't want to get too into because we talked about it a lot but we start two quarterbacks so quarterbacks are like super valuable and go really fast um and then usually running backs if there's like a top tier I'm just hoping nobody just like jumps on Justin Jefferson early. I'm just going to take him with my first overall pick and then take Cousins. With my second. I'm just going to take Jefferson Cousins just, just with the connection. Just hope both, they both have a huge season, basically. You Cousins. think Jefferson will be there at 10? I'm hoping he's there at 10, yeah. I think no shot. Well, because they'll – the majority of the first round of our draft will be quarterbacks. It'll mainly be quarterbacks and like maybe a couple really? elite. Um, yeah, like the like the first. Yeah, oh yeah, it'll be my, for the way our because our the way our, our points are structured. It's like it's you you're screwed if you don't have like an elite quarterback or someone close. Um, and then like and then yeah, I don't know. It, it, it takes a while to get it because we play defensive players as well and like a, a whole bunch Oof. of players. So. Um, but anyway, um, so yeah, like I, I assume like Mahomes, Rogers, Brady, um, Josh Allen, like those guys will go really fast. And I think that Jefferson will probably be the first running or the first wide receiver taken outside of maybe Cooper Cup, or maybe if someone really feels good about Devontae Adams in Oakland. I, I would say both of them went before Jefferson in our draft. Okay. See, my thing is I'm just hoping with the new Vikings offense that he's just going to be all over the place, like how they used Cup in uh, St. Louis or in uh, in uh, L.A. So if it works out, this could be great because any, you know, I, I'm, I'm hoping for the double points with Cousins and with uh, – I'm obviously I'm reaching on Cousins, but the problem is I have to wait so long for it to come back, like you said, Brandon, and with the demand for quarterbacks in my league, he might not be there like legitimately by the time it comes back around to me. So, um, so anyway, I'm looking forward to it. I love fantasy football. It's a lot of fun. Um, and I've been doing the same league with my buddies since high school. So it's, 
it keeps like it keeps all of us like in touch with each other which is which has been cool so yeah no there's it, it's funny because my wife's always like like how do you get to know so many people how do you like make friends with all these different people and i'm like i'm into a lot of things so by being into involved in a lot of things like you just end up meeting people speaking of that there was a guy there's a guy and i've seen him over and over again um he usually is like with this other guy that always gets the hair uh so he puts like a ta hair tattoo of like a Cody. If he went to New Japan, it was Naito. He goes to um, WrestleMania, it's like The Undertaker, whatever. He always does it. We're you saying and the guy it, gets it like cut into his hair or like a cut yeah, into his hair? So like it double or nothing. Gotcha. So like double or nothing, he had Cody. And usually it ends up always like, oh, you, you got to show it to them. We got to get you to show it to them. They end up getting backstage or a free meet and greet or whatever because he does it. But anyways, this other guy that he's always with, Van, I was talking to him, and dude, like, that guy has been to every single AEW pay-per-view that there ever has been that a crowd's been allowed to. He go, he's been to every WrestleMania since WrestleMania 24. He goes to all the boxing events, like, sees everything. He's going to be it all out this weekend in Chicago. Um, so it's like whenever you think that, like, oh, yeah, I go all out, I do all this, man, there's always somebody out there that literally does, like, every single one of these things it's it's wild but uh this the stuff that they've seen it's 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 crazy to me you're going to all out this weekend right brandon yep going to yep. rampage and all out yep nice that's, gonna that's be awesome yeah, no telling what you'll see at rampage no not at all and you know last year you know i did all out i skipped on rampage but i did all out and obviously that was a really awesome show to be there live and i don't know yeah. if this one will be at that level but i'm still excited to go for sure yeah when's the last time you've been to an AEW show uh what was that holiday bash the one that was in greensboro um like christmas okay. week yeah i went to that okay one, yeah yeah so okay. i have rampage and all out coming up we have tickets to the couple of dc shows um, they're okay. doing the uh, Battle of the Belts and Rampage and also Dynamite as well. Um, there's a show down in Norfolk I'm trying to go to, and I'm trying to go to the um, the NYC, the Author Ash show as well. So definitely got some some shows on, on, on deck to get to. How excited yeah. for. There's this guy, Steven, um, that, I, that I've known for a long time, and he was like totally WWE guy, right? Totally NXT, loved NXT. And um, would not give AEW a chance, right? Just, just whatever, stupid, blah, blah, blah. But then all the NXT wrestlers went to AEW. So he had no choice but to start watching AEW. And he decided he's going to Arthur Ashe. So he's, he's like all in. He went to a Dynamite here in Houston. And now he watches every single week. And now he's going to Arthur Ashe. So... They can be turned, people. They can be turned. It can happen. They just have to give it a chance. And they can't, like, already hate it going in. Right, so that's, that's like that's the thing. So, like, if, if there's people that they already like, like an Adam Cole, like a Malachi Black or whatever, that all these guys, Keith Lee, they all jump ship, it was like, okay, I, I guess I have to give this a chance now. You know what I mean? Because they don't care about – Kenny and the Bucks and Adam Page and all that because they were never attached to those guys. So they'll, they'll like them once they accept the product, but it's not going to get them to immediately be like, oh, I like this. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? 
So just a, a fun little story that they can be turned. Um, so yeah, we got a lot to talk about. If you guys uh, want to uh, submit a super chat, um, definitely appreciate it as always. And it'll be for the Wrestle Rumble raffle, correct, Stephen? Yes. So WrestleRumble.com. Let me pull up the uh, the website on my end real quick so I can make sure the prizes are accurate here. So it's the all out. Yeah, it's the all out pick'em contest at WrestleRumble.com. First place is $500 cash. Second place is $100. And third place is $100 as well. Um, the entries are one for 10, three for 20, or five for 30. We're going to give away one today on the show. Uh, basically, the way that it works is if you send a super chat, uh, the way we'll just do easy again this time. The way you, if you send any super chat of any amount, um, your name will get on the list at the end of the show. We'll put the name uh, generator up at the end of the show and uh, pick a random name off of it and give you a uh, an entry to the all out pick them contest for your chance to win $500 cash for uh for watching AEW and being a fan. So we appreciate all that super chat. And we'll of course make sure to read those uh, questions out and answer those and read out your statements and all that stuff, put it up on the screen. Uh, it works the same way. If you do the donation uh, that's in the link in uh, the YouTube description, that will send to my PayPal and I'll get a notification for that. And we'll still, treat it the same way so um so and thank you to wrestle rumble for always like hooking us up with these free entries to give away to y'all for the show yeah for sure and if you guys haven't please smash that like button we got 43 people in here right now so definitely smash that like button if you guys uh want to help us in any way that'll definitely help so please uh help us out in that aspect and man i don't know the last time i felt the way that i felt in Dy after dynamite like I had, it was such a low, high emotional roller coaster. I was on the edge of my seat. And I think a lot of it's just because I literally had no idea what is going to happen. Like, I just don't know. I feel like that has been just, it hasn't happened in wrestling in so long. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that there's a lot of smart marks, though, that are taking it personal. That, are upset that they can't figure it out that it's like they are used to a certain way and if it doesn't make sense then it's bad no matter what and i i really wish people would think more of an open mind and the fact that what happened in that match between moxley and punk there are so many different options that we could go and the book is not closed yet. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like people think that, the, well, that's the end. This is over, whatever. No, like, I there's, there's definitely another direction this thing's going. There is a bigger plan. And we really have to see how the plan plays out before we can judge that match, that moment, whatever that decision was. Um, and what's interesting about it, too, is that it could be for so many different reasons. It could be the fact that Punk has heat and he was punished. It could be the fact that this is a total work. It could be the fact that you didn't want to make it so obvious that CM Punk is going to win. So you actually have him lose. And then in the rematch, you make it more so uh, believable that either one could win. It could be the fact that Punk is actually still injured and he's not fully able to go. And so they needed to buy time. There's just 
so many different things that could have happened and nobody knows. And I think that's what's driving fans crazy right now is that they just don't know what's going on. So what are your guys' thoughts? I, 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 I feel the same way as you. Like when that match happened on Wednesday, I think it was a shock to a lot of people. And I, I feel like I'm still trying to understand how I feel about it. Like, I don't know if I, if I like it or don't like it, because like you said, I don't know what's going to come of this. And I think that's probably been like the most exciting thing is that we don't know. And why I spent like the next, you know, 24, 48 hours, you know, thinking to myself, talking to friends, trying to figure out what this could be. At some point I just kind of gave up. I'm just like, I just want to see what's going to happen at this point. Because yep. I, I feel like they have a plan, and I feel like they would have done this for a particular reason. And I can understand why people, you know, if they were upset over, over like, a three-minute match, I, I get that. Like, I'm not mad at those type of people. And even people were still upset. Like, you know, I, I, I get it. Like, I can I can definitely understand where they're coming from. But it's like you said, like, we kind of – and we kind of use this a lot for Vince or WWE. <laughs> but – uh you know, the whole let it play out situation, I feel like that is super appropriate for this, especially with a match at this level. Like, you know, we thought we were going to get at the pay-per-view. They teased us on Dynamite, and we have no clue where it's going to go. Um, it's For me, it's really exciting, and, and I am definitely excited to see where this is going to advance, where this is going to push the next two, three, six months or so out for AEW. I'm really excited to see that, but... I do feel like in order for me to feel good about all of this, there needs to be some type of strong payoff. What that is going to be, I don't know, but I'm excited to see where they're going to get to it. And after that, once I see it, then I'll probably have a little bit more judgment on, you know, if I do like it or not. Yeah. 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 I, I, you know, when we usually, when it's about WWE and someone says, let it play out, it's like condescending. Cause it's like, it, you know, the payoff just never, seems to be well, not, I shouldn't say never, but usually in recent times has not been worth the the build or whatever. Um, but in AEW, like they actually pay these things off. So like in the long-term stories I've, I've loved, I mean, there's been a couple hiccups along the way, but I mean, they, they stick to the stories that, that like matter in the company. And I like that they did something different. Like I personally love the scenario because like, if it's me personally, I'll take John Moxley over CM Punk all day. Like I like I think well I think Moxley is more likable. I think it's badass that he's like off in GCW as their champion, like doing that at the same time and like popping up on the indies and doing blood sport and like just badass. He's like doing all that stuff for the love of the game when like he's making millions of dollars on AEW TV and like doesn't need to be doing any of this. Like I just think he's badass. All my you know, yeah, okay, I'll just say it. Like if this is a real fight, I think John Moxley would have been the same result. But at the same oh, time, gosh. but, but I'm the, you know, this is what it is. Like punk to me, his return has been really fun. I think that there's a lot of legs as him as a heel. And I think that's what they need to go with sooner than later. Like, I think the fans are ready to start booing him a little bit. He's going to get massive pops. I mean, especially in Chicago, like he's going to get a massive pop in his hometown, but like, I don't know. I mean, obviously this last this last match was in like near Cincinnati, which is like Mox territory, and he was getting the cheers over Punk, which was kind of interesting to to see how, you know, how it played out and everything. But I, I I thought it was cool that they just had Mox just go out there and squash him because everyone was so sure, myself included, that Punk was going to win that match, and it threw everybody off. And 
you know, if we get a good rematch, then in regards to who wins, you know, people are interested in the rematch. So I feel like it's a overall, it's a win for AEW, I feel like. So I'm going to challenge you just a little bit on the Punk and Moxley thing. For mm-hmm. me, business-wise, I think it makes more sense for Punk to be champion than Moxley. I understand that, sure. And I think that just draw-wise, people's interest, all that stuff, ratings, whatever, I think it makes more sense for Punk to be champion. I also think, though, you cannot even talk about interim anything when it comes to Moxley now. Like, yeah. he's the champ. And that whole that whole reign that he had as interim is all validated now as actual champ because he beat Punk. So I think that that's smart. Let's be honest, though, here, fellas. Has, and, and I'm not talking about the UFC because I, I ran into that one. I was like, have we ever seen Punk get destroyed that fast? And people were like, the UFC. And I was like, oh, well, okay, fair play. But in pro wrestling, it kind of reminded me. Remember when like Brock just destroyed yeah. Cena? Mm-hmm. Like that's what it kind of. Or when like Goldberg, like, when Goldberg squashed Lesnar at that uh, like, Survivor Series. I just don't see Punk agreeing to that. <laughs> if there's this real heat out there, if like they're really like so bad and they can't stand each other backstage, him and Adam Page, and he's in trouble with Tony Khan, and he's just got to go get punished. I just don't see him agreeing to like getting squashed in three minutes. I just don't see it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm that, that's the thing. None of us really know. We don't know. We don't I mean, know. That's part of it, too, is like we're so sure. Cause I mean, I, I would assume Punk wouldn't want to do that either. Like on like a personal level. Like I think he, and he has a big enough like leverage in AEW that like he could just straight up tell Tony Khan like he's just not going to do that. Like it might come with repercussions, but like he could, like if he didn't want to do that, he, you know what I mean. He could have gotten well, out. Well, you of think it. that? Do you think that Tony Khan would want to tell these the uh, Discover people that, uh, yeah, we 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 lost CM Punk, we lost one <laughs> of our biggest draws in wrestling. We'd like to renew our contract. That's okay. Like, like there's just a lot there. I, but like, why would Punk bring up Adam Page's name? Like, that was a that was a like you went into business move for yourself. If it's not a work, um, there's just so much, man. Like, I just don't know. It's weird. Like, this is one of those things where, like, you play in freaking Sherlock Holmes and you're calling your buddies and you're like, you lay out all the facts here and we'll all try to figure this thing out. You know what I mean? Like, nobody knows. And we don't even know if he's going to be there in Chicago. We don't even know if he's wrestling. I mean, Brian Alvarez says, like, the plan is for him and Punk. But how? Like, he acted like he just broke his foot all over again. Like, all of a sudden, he's just magically healed, or he just thinks he's going to have, like, magic serum from Chicago that's going to help him fight through the pain? Like, what What do you think? Michael's, Michael's super secret stuff from Space Jam. He's yeah, just going to yeah. guzzle that backstage and get there better on there. But I, I, think, I think for me, like, I don't have an issue. I don't think I will have an issue with the rematch as long as how they get there makes sense. And the same thing, like we don't know, you know, hopefully we hear something this Wednesday or so, but we don't know where they're going to go to, like what angle are they going to play on this? Like, you know, the fact that he was like hurt and not like, you know, ready for the match or something like that. Like you can do that, but does it make sense to have a rematch? Like this guy that destroyed and 
you were hurt then, you're probably hurt now. Like, why why do a rematch off of that? So I'm very interested to see if they're going to do the rematch, how are they going to get that to that point to make myself, I'm interested, of course, but make the the, the, the regular fan who already seen Punk lose in three minutes, make them interested in seeing this rematch. Yeah. And not only that, we don't even have a main event. It's in the, the pay-per-views this week. Like, yeah. That that's that's wild to me, and I don't know if that's bad or if it's good because, like I said, it really just depends on what they come up with. Like if they come up with just some ridiculous reason for them to have a rematch, it'd be kind of like, all right, I guess. And then if Punk wins, then like, where does it go from here? I just feel like MJF has to factor into this somewhere, like. He's literally going to be gone. I think June 1st was his last uh, promo or something like that. Mm-hmm. So he's literally going to be gone like three. I think he got suspended. I honestly do. Like, I think that that's because it's like right after that. And I think his suspension is going to be up. And then I think that they're going to bring him back. But I don't think it was any coincidence that when he cut that pipe bomb on Tony, that Punk came out. And now Punk is back. You just feel like MJF is coming along with it. Um, but, man, it is just – and then there's so many people that think that Punk and MJF are going to team up. And I don't know where that came from. I, I'm right, but they're like, oh, that's what's going to happen because Punk's going to turn heel and MJF can never turn face. So now they're just, like, pairing them together. But I don't really think that that's going to happen no, either. No. So yeah. – well, here, answer the, pull that super chat up from Alexander Fitzgerald. That kind of ties into this. Okay, cool. Alex, thanks so much, man. And like so, you've been putting the raffle for the Wrestle yep. Rumble. Always appreciate you, man. I feel like we might get a punk heel turn. How would you book punk heel run? I would like to see punk go through all the homegrown AEW talent until he faces MJF. I don't mind that. I think that's pretty good. I do think that there's real heat with punk going after adam page and if that's the route that they go where he's kind of like the wwe superstar and he's with a bunch of losers and if he wants to go that route i think that that would probably get him the most heat where it's like you know you guys can have your little carny wrestling but i'm the superstar here i'm the draw i'm the one that makes the dollar which is basically what he told moxley in the ring and i think if they kind of went that route I think that would probably make the most sense for a punk heel run. I, I think that's the type of character that AEW has kind of been missing for a while. Like Jericho can kind of fit that mold of like the WWE superstar that's been implanted in into AEW's universe or storylines, whatever you want to say. But you know he's been there from day one. People love him, even though you love to hate, you know hate him and everything. But people love him and stuff. And I think right. that they're missing. And I thought for a long time that. We eventually were going to get Randy Orton come over here, and I thought he would have been perfect for that role. Just like the WWE yeah. superstar playing it here, just he's better than everyone, and I thought it'd been perfect. Obviously, it's not going to happen, but with Punk, something like that would be interesting. Like I, I don't know, like if fans would go for it, if they would believe in it, but I feel like if anyone on that roster has the ability to do it, I, I think that he would. So having him in that mode of, you know, the WWE superstar that's come over. You know, better than everyone in the locker room. I I think that will definitely be interesting to see. Yeah, and uh, you know, with with a punk, um, with a punk heel turn, and with an MJF like 
we were saying MJF is he's probably always mainly going to be a, a heel. Like I don't see really him having much of like a face run ever because he's so good at what he does. Um, but I, I've said it before, but like I think it it would need to be a long term story, and I don't think AEW can really do this at the moment because I feel like they need to get MJF back sooner than later. I, I don't feel like they need to like wait another like six months or something for him to show up again. But but the but the, the my point is like if you know if CM Punk was a big enough heel, like if they gave him like six months or something of like just being the biggest just piece of trash ever because we know he's capable of being an incredible heel like when he can like really just cut at the throat it that's the only way that it would make sense for mjf to be a baby face in any scenario would be if like the fans were so fed up with cm punk that it was like he the one guy who can out asshole cm punk is mjf so like we have to like get behind him for one match to get the title off of him like that's like I think that could be interesting, like something like that. But that would have to play out over too much time for it to work, I think. And I feel like they need MJF back now. So I don't know how, because I also do think MJF should beat CM Punk for the AEW title. Like, but it doesn't make as much sense if CM Punk's a heel. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know what they're gonna do. Because at the same time, like Moxley's like not even technically a baby face. Like, like these, like you know what I mean. Like a lot of these people are just kind of like tweeners and you kind of just decide who you like and who you don't like which i i like that a lot as well what do you think about this that punk would be the new leader of the pinnacle like without mjf or with mjf i think possibly with mjf if you were going to do the actual group but punk would be the actual leader of it like what if what if when punk came out to talk to max like after that promo, and then he got he went up there and grabbed the mic, and he's like, "Everything Max said is absolutely true." Like, and then, you know, go from there. Um, I just the wouldn't want is, a scenario with MJF underneath Punk. Like, I think MJF which, needs to be presented on the same level as all these other top guys. I agree. Which I, I agree to a certain extent, but I do think that eventually it will lead to them facing each other, and then MJF would win either way. But I just don't know. My biggest problem with MJF is he's such a heel that, like, how can Punk be a heel too and then not be like in cahoots or whatever? Well, I mean, MJF's going to get a massive pop when he returns, though. Oh, 100%. We have to, like, keep in mind he's still a heel. Right. No, for sure. But I mean, like I said, they just kind of let us, like, like Danielson never, like, turned face. It's just, like, people think the Blackpool Combat Club is cool. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of these people, it's just, like, so the way that they play it is that's what it's all about with AEW. I feel like they'll do baby face, baby face. They'll do heel heel um, and let the fans just kind of decide. Even with like, I know there's all this real life heat from like this week with uh, Eddie Kingston and Sammy Guevara, but even like that kind of stuff, it's kind of like the fans just decided they hate Sammy Guevara all of a sudden. You know what I mean? Then they're just going with it. You know what I mean? Like Eddie Kingston is the same Eddie Kingston as a heel or a baby face. Just people go crazy for him now. So they just have him fight heels. Like it's, I like I like how they really let the fans kind of choose the presentation of, but but it doesn't it doesn't get in the way of them booking like dream matches, which I, you know, I, I just think that they balance it really well. It, it's not necessarily that I think that it would affect their actual match. I think it just affects like how can you be the top heel when you've got another heel that's got more heel heat or just as much heel heat? Like that's the only thing where I think that they run into an issue with. Um, wouldn't that be badass though if you had like two guys that were both heels on that kind of level that has kind of stayed out of each other's ways 
like that were just you know like you had you know kind of like having like an austin and a rock both his baby faces but like his heels yeah. almost like that'd be kind of cool to have something like that because then you can make some really great baby faces out of out of having heels that that good well um, you also know that punk is cool with ftr so like right. with that 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 group if you did do the pinnacle type group i mean you have ftr punk that would make sense and, and ftr would probably be behind punk's message about how this place is a dump and you know i've got a deal with having super kick matches with the young bucks and all this stuff, but we don't really get our chance at the titles. Like you could definitely see them going in on that type of thing. So, uh, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. It, it really just, I think it's hard to determine where max goes with all this stuff just because he's been gone for so long. Yeah. I think the yeah. one thing Steven kind of mentioned it with MGF getting him back sooner than later, I think yeah. that you have definitely felt the effects of the pay-per-view build of not having MJF because his yep. matches were always like the marquee, like yeah, built up match over the last couple of pay-per-view cycles. Granted, it didn't happen at Forbidden Door, but all the ones before that, like his match was like the ones that you were looking forward to on top of whatever rest of the stat card that you're going to have. And I think the omission of having him for this particular pay-per-view, I think you can definitely feel that with the build-up and, like, everyone's excitement of the pay-per-view as well. Yeah, that's a great point, too. Like, I, I think I usually, at the end of each AW pay-per-view, most of the time I pick MJF's match as, like, my favorite match of the night. Like, his match with Punk was definitely my favorite match of that pay-per-view. His match with Darby, I loved that. That was a stacked show. I can't remember what what showed. Was that this? Was that a lot last year? That was Darby? full gear. Full gear, yeah, I love that match. I mean, like, and that was an opener for the pay per view too, and the crowd was like super hot for it. Like, I think you're right. You know, they're, but man, the pop that he would get if he returned on this pay per view, the place would go nuts. Because I'm Chicago too, though, because like if he but, actually attacks Punk, I don't know how right. nuts they would go. Right. But I, I think it, I think he'd get the first reaction, big pop, and then boo after. Yeah, point. but you also like a, a good chunk of that audience are probably including myself, not going to be from Chicago, so I just want to see right. awesome stuff happen. So I think you're still going to get a good reaction. No, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. No, just just a, a rea- glad he's back. You right. know, like regardless of how I feel about him, business just picked up. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I don't know if it could yeah, be a I, level of a return of a carrying cross, but you know, maybe they'll, they'll, they'll do what they can. That's that's pretty tough. Pretty tough to top right there. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I I don't really know how to say it about the backstage stuff. Like, there's so many rumors going on. There's so many things that are happening. It makes like I feel like this is almost a coordinated effort to attack AEW. Like all media is going in on AEW, all fans there there that have hated AEW are really going after AEW. They're making it seem like it's total chaos backstage. There's all these different rumors. Everybody's miserable. Blah blah blah, and a lot of it just doesn't add up. But I totally think that there was an environment backstage during the pandemic area era when everybody was around each other all the time and that's what they were used to and then when traveling started guys weren't easier to like get a hold of and tony khan wasn't easy to get a hold of and there was a little bit of stuff that would like not get communicated and now that cycles like, oh, this is what it used to be and blah 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 and, Cody and i think that 
So yeah, that, that's a big that's Huge. a big thing though. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm that's not an kidding. EVP that left. That's that's a yeah. big thing, and I I really feel like Jericho has taken that Cody role. Like I think that he views himself as a guy that really put this company on the map, and he's the one that helped build it and the whole thing. Which it's he's not lying. So, anyways, I just I just don't know if AEW is heading in the right direction, if they're heading in the wrong direction, because the backstage stuff somewhat concerns me. I feel like that it's, is Tony Khan able to be that boss to really lay down the law and not make sure that like backstage politics kind of destroys that place? I think because this is the first time we've heard of this stuff. Yeah. Of like, you know, backstage drama. I mean, you, people can use the stuff that we heard, you know, the past couple of months with Big Swole and, and Joey Janela and, and Marco Stunt. But I love all those guys. But when when someone relevant is saying that stuff, then come talk to me. And I feel like right. you, you're starting to get that. You're starting to get yes. like, you know, your Sammy and your, and your, your uh, Thunder Rosa, you know, yeah. world champion. Rick like Baker. all this stuff is, yeah, all this stuff is happening. Now it's like, okay, look, what, what exactly is going on in there? And I, I feel like because it's is still new, like, you know, again, kind of wait it out and see, like, let me know what happens in six months if we're still hearing this stuff or more people, you know, you're starting to hear more uh, stories about people being upset and stuff. And then that might be a little bit more of a concern, but I think right now it might just be a little bit of growing pains that the co- company is going through. And again, with them being so new and just kind of having all this stuff for the first time, it, it's definitely going to feel a lot bigger than probably what it is. And again, yeah. I feel like in the next couple of months, you know, things will probably die down. And if not, there's definitely something that you can be able to address. But I think right now it's all just growing pains. I think they'll get past it for sure. Yeah, I completely agree. Like, I think it's like, I think you could pretty much, I mean, you couldn't predict specific scenarios like the Eddie Kingston and Sammy Guevara stuff or like the Thunder Rosa heat that she has right now. But, but like the people saying, people trying to find reasons to come at AEW. Like I, I knew from day one, like these days were going to come. I mean, like if the company was going to be successful, this happens in everything. This isn't just wrestling. Any, anyone who blows up in any form of media, like once you get a certain level of success, you generate a ton of haters and, and people finding reasons. To, and so they're ready to, to pounce like straight up. Like if, okay you're hearing that some things are happening to a company you don't like, and you've been waiting for this for three years to have an opportunity to bash the company. And now you can try to do that. I mean, I think another huge part of this is, is that it's been a long time since there's been a positive outlook on the WWE. And so because of that, there is such momentum for WWE right now because of all the changes that are coming and AEW doesn't have that ability to just keep debuting new guys every quarter, big, big names. Like the people that are debuted are pretty much it. Like maybe here or there, somebody will show up, but like, this is what you have now. So like, there is no more going back to the whale and being like, okay, let's see if we can find another huge name or let's go sign Bray Wyatt. Or, you know what I mean? Like, this is what we have now. And it's about focusing on what we have now. And in WWE, they can do no wrong right now. Like, no matter what, people are totally in on it because there is a different regime change. Vince is gone. And it doesn't even have to be great. I've been saying this for years. 
all WWE has has to be is good. If it's good, it's great to these people. Like that's it. It doesn't have to be excellent. They just don't have to. It just doesn't have to be bad. If it's not bad, people will love it and they'll think it's the greatest thing in the world. So with AEW, they don't get that luxury because they haven't been around fifty years. Like they're going to have to earn it. And with drama and backstage stuff, and like you said, we haven't seen names, but now we're seeing. I mean, CM Punk, Adam Page, uh, some people not like like Thunder Rosa hiding in the bathroom from Britt and Jamie Hader, and then like. I didn't think anything of it. And then Thunder Rosa drops the title and it really didn't sound like she had an injury. Like they didn't make it known that, right? She didn't drop the title. Yeah. yeah. She actually just interim, which I think is a, that's a, that's a big deal with this, honestly. Yeah. No, I agree. But at first she says like, I'm no longer your mm-hmm. champion. So then that's when it was like, Oh, okay. And she's crying. And I mean, I get it. You know, you don't want to drop the title. You cry. I get that. I'm not saying that part, but like, it just made that whole internet rumor feel more like, man, is is there really something going on here that like she doesn't feel comfortable backstage and she has to actually like step away from the company for a while? Like, there's just so so many different things that are happening, and it's like one by one. Okay, Eddie Kingston uh, slapped Sammy Guevara, and there there's beef there, and Eddie Kingston got suspended, and then. And, and then you have Wardlow just this week talk about how MJF ruined his moment, ruined the best moment of his career and pulled all this crap. And like, so he's not dropping that either. Like, and he said also, and I totally agree with him that his push, his road, his trajectory has not been the same since that match with MJF. And so I just feel like there's a lot going on where it's getting amplified and people are noticing more and more. And I mean, I definitely uh, heard even just this weekend, like at Fitterman, like there was a lot of AEW fans there and they're all kind of like, man, like I'm definitely paying more attention to WWE now. And I, I, I don't know what the hell's going on in AEW right now. So I, I definitely feel like there's a lot of good stuff that's happening and we're definitely going to get into that. But I think right now is a really important part in AEW. Like this is the part where the honeymoon phase is over and how are you going to react? How are you going to book your shows? Because there's another thing that also kind of I've noticed too is like, do you remember like when it first started, there were the pillars, right? And we felt good about like MJF and Jungle Boy and Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen. Like I've, I think Sammy Guevara is not in a good place right now. I think Darby Allen isn't used very much. And by this time, three years into the company, they should be like way better off than where they were back then. And MJF has been out three months. And like, I felt like that they really showcased their younger talent. And a lot of those guys just aren't really being showcased anymore. They're being more so just, you know, we'll use them here or there, but they're not like a focus. And there's just, and I think a lot of it is just because there's so much going on. There's so many people on that roster, and it's so hard to book. But that's just that's just my opinion. So, what do you guys think? I, you know, the the pillar talk is definitely interesting. I mean, MJF, I, I still think he's probably like the key out of all those four. But yeah, sure. I could say he's been off of off of TV. But I still still think he's a strong character. Um, Sammy, not so much. 
Jungle Boy, you know, I think it's just a slow progression with him, you know, just kind of going through like his stories and everything. So it's still going yeah. to take time. And I don't think he's like ready or anything at all. And I think the same thing with Darby, like, you know, potentially Mike Darby might, you know, sit there and, and, and face someone for the world title. I don't necessarily think he's going to win, but to have a nice program would, would, would definitely be cool for sure. But again, I think they're just kind of slowly bringing them along because they do have these bigger toys, you know, with your CM Punks and your Adam Coles and your Brian Danielsons that, you know, you might want to be able to use now versus not having the ability to use them in the future. Um, they're probably going to take the president precedent over someone that might be a little bit younger, like a Darby Allen. So, yeah, I mean, I would still like to see them focus on, you know, those homegrown AEW talents specifically when it comes to the the pillars but again i can understand why they're pushing who they're pushing right now yeah 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 totally agree and like darby i think is the bet is the uh, mjf i feel like broke through that like he's in that same category to me as the top aw talents um darby's like just barely outside of it but i feel like he'd be right there too if it wasn't for so many people coming in when they came in like and I, I love him with Sting, by the way. Like, I don't think that Sting, like, holds him back or anything. And I think it actually gives him more options because he can do the tag team thing, too. And he can do trios if they wanted to add someone else. And he can also simultaneously have a singles run and gives him plenty of options. Um, I think Darby should be, like, elevated to that to that spot of being one of those, those guys, like, right now, too. I think that Sammy's a little bit behind as well. And I think Jungle Boy... Jungle Boy, you knew from day one that was going to be like a real long term play because he had like very little experience and like he pretty much just had like some good showings at like PWG and stuff. And they were just like, all right, sink or swim, like on national television, you know, like and he really had to and he earned it. I mean, and they and the way that they like matched his the theme song he was using on the indies to to bring it in, uh, Tarzan Boy and stuff. And there's definitely still big plans for him. And we've had to see long-term stories for Christian for, for him too, like the Christian story. Like we've waited like an entire year for mm-hmm. this Christian Jungle Boy match, but we have to imagine the payoff's going to be big for Jungle Boy's future. So, um, yeah. you know, so I, I I think Jungle Boy's done probably just about as good as you could have expected. I mean, he's already been yeah. a tag team champion. He has had some. He's like feuded with the Young Bucks. I mean, he's had some great stuff. Now with this Christian having more focus on the mic, it kind of showing a different side of his personality. Like I'm good with that. I just feel like this show right now is AEW is relying on the elite CM Punk, Brian Danielson, John Moxley, like all the big names, and the younger guys have kind of taken a back seat, but. It's it's not necessarily their fault, in my opinion, just because there's just been so much has been brought in. And like as a viewer, the names that I just listed off, those are the names that I want to see. Like I I'm all about seeing Kenny Omega right now that he's back, and I'm all about the Young Bucks, and I'm all about the Undisputed Elite and all that stuff. Just mixing everything in, and. I mean, I also think that Rampage is a totally missed show. Like, I don't need to watch Rampage at all for me. Like, whenever I, I don't go out of my way to watch Rampage, it's just, it's whatever. I don't think that they really put a lot of, like, must-see stuff on Rampage either. The thing I look forward to the most on Rampage is new matches being announced for Dynamite next week. That's usually what I look forward to finding out on Rampage. And then, like, you know, they're like, oh, we've got a backstage segment with CM Punk. Uh, let's find out what happened. It's 50 seconds. 
and a lot of it was like 30 seconds of it was just highlights. So it was like 20 seconds of punk talking, you know, like I just, I just think that they need to make rampage more of a priority. It needs to feel, it doesn't have to be dynamite, but it needs to feel pretty important. And I, and I don't think it, it does right now. I, um, I actually like rampage. I watch rampage every week. I think that rampage has a really bad stigma right now. And because of that, like people think like the show sucks, which I don't think it sucks at all. Like when you said, is it something that you need to see every week? Probably not. But this is a show that not only do they have like really solid matches on there, but they do progress storylines for sure. Um, So I think it's important in regards to that. I think that there are some things that need to potentially be changed with Rampage in the future. One, I I would hope, you know, if they get a bigger TV deal that they can go on the road twice a week, because I think having a live Rampage would help out tremendously with just the feel of the show. Um, You know, when you have like, you know, uh, Dustin versus Claudio for the ROH title, like, okay, cool. Like, that's a cool match. I wouldn't mind seeing that match on there for sure. But when it's on a taped show, I know that because it's a taped show, there's probably not going to be any chance of a, of a of a title change. Even though we've seen yeah. it, I saw it in person. Like, Cody won the belt from Sammy on a taped rampage. I saw it in person. Like, it happens. But right. more often than not, you're, you're going to the, – the thing with Rampage is it's a very predictable show, and I think that becomes even more predictable when it's a taped show. When If you can have matches presented like a Dustin and a Claudio but have it live, I'm a little bit more intrigued to watch on there. I can say as well, like right now, I'm not very intrigued to watch the show when it happens because it's 10 o'clock on a Friday night. Like I'm not sitting, (laughs) I'm out somewhere or doing something other than watching wrestling. With me, Rampage, I watch it Saturday mornings. That's that's my my ritual and I enjoy it a lot. I'm not sitting in here at 10 o'clock watching Rampage because it's just not super important to do that. So again, for me, I, I feel like it does have a very bad stigma. I do think it's a pretty solid show. But I can understand when fans say that, you know, they can miss it because there's not a lot of stuff on there that's driving you to want to watch the show for sure. Yeah, yeah I'm with you. And I and it, it not being live, I think, is the biggest. Like, I agree with that massively. If it was a live show, I would I wouldn't miss it ever. Um, and then also, like, for me, too, it's a lot of the time on a Friday night, if I'm if I am going to watch wrestling at that time. If like GCW is on, I'm going to watch like a live GCW show over a taped Rampage show and stuff. So like there usually is other options for wrestling fans if you want to watch live wrestling on Friday nights. Um, But I do agree as well with Brandon that I do think Rampage is a good show. Like when I do watch it, the matches are solid. Like they've had some really great tag team matches, especially on Rampage, the Young Bucks and stuff. Like, I mean, there's, there's been some really, really good stuff on there. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff on Rampage. I just feel like lately, maybe like the yeah. last two, three months, it just hasn't agree. felt the same. Like, Tony, is, he's feels- added an extra squash match in there, which I just, I'm yes. not a fan of. Like, I don't yes. mind a squash match. You want to put Warlow in there to kill somebody, hook in there. Like, I get it. But when you have two of them in a show, it's just like, dude, like, you're, you're cramming way too much stuff in there where you could have used those two, three minutes to extend your cm punk john moxley promo package out a little bit longer yeah because you told people hey tune in for update like you said you know 30 seconds 60 seconds you're like damn like i feel bad for those people who just turned (laughs) in just to see that on there so 
I feel like they're trying to cram a little bit too much stuff in there. Like you and said, if they can take out a match, it'll probably make it a little bit better. And they got dark too, so it's like they could just do dark. I mean, that's pretty much all squash matches. You know what I mean? It's like if they want to run squash matches, they have a, a whole platform they can do that on and not do it on Rampage. So I think that's more yeah. of like a uh, like a visual thing. Like we want people to actually see them squashes, which I know people don't sure. watch dark. Like with me, dark is a it's I would say a weekly viewing. I I press play every week and I just listen to the, the commentary as I look in and out to whatever's happened on there. Um, but I, I feel like the squash matches on Rampage, I feel like they do serve a purpose, but you don't always need them for sure. It's like you said, like if you throw one of those extra ones they have on the dark, it'll probably be a little bit better. Yeah. Tony uh, tweeted that Undisputed John Moxley will address all out live and so much more tomorrow on TBS. So we'll get a promo from Moxley that'll probably be interrupted from Punk and then hopefully that'll set up the main event or whatever. Um, I think also people are upset about belts, too many belts, too many uh, divisions. Like there's just so much stuff. And also the merger of Ring of Honor. I think that's a lot. I, I just think that they're in a weird spot, but everything will eventually get fixed and calm down. I just think that they were in a spot where they were just able to acquire so much talent, a company, all these different things, and only have these two shows basically to use them and then pay-per-views. But when it comes to the wrestling, I mean, the pay-per-views have been amazing. There's been great Dynamites. I think Dynamite the last, like, month – even it's just been like can't miss TV, yeah. like mm-hmm. amazing. I can't wait for for tomorrow, um, and for obvious reasons. But let's go over the all out card, Stephen. If you've got that yeah. pulled up, yeah, just in just one second here before we do that, we had a super chat from a little bit ago. Want to throw this up here real quick? Cactus J, AW related question here about the video game. Thank you, Cactus J. Um, your name's on the yes, list. Sure. We're gonna pick names um, at the end of the show for Wrestle Rumble entries for um, for All Out. So make sure to put your name on the list for potential entry at the end of the show. Um, Chatus J twenty two says, "Keep up the great work." Thoughts on what has been shown and revealed so far for AEW Fight Forever? Um, I'm excited for it as somebody who like my favorite wrestling video games to this day are still those N sixty four like No Mercy, WCW, NWO Revenge, World Tour. WrestleMania 2000, like that whole, and like this, and they, this, this game gives me those kind of vibes. Um, I like the the uh, Def Jam Vendetta games as well, mm-hmm. and, uh, like the same yeah. engine. You know, th- this kind of looks, in a lot of ways, kind of like that, which I'm I'm excited for. Um, and Cody's going to be in it. I'm happy about that. That's pretty cool. And I saw I saw people that were talking about uh, that were talking about how like FTR. Boy, love him some Cody. Yeah, I do. Oh man, does he ever! <laughs> Oh man, so it's it's great. Yeah, I'm, I'm like that with Osprey, so it's all good. Yeah, we got we got our, we got a we got a mark out every now and then. I'm waiting for the big return so I can watch WWE again. Um, but uh, but yeah, I I think the video game it's it's exciting that it looks it looks different. Like it's I've wanted something different than what the WWE's been putting out for the last handful of years. Just I'm kind of over like the simulation style games. I just want to have like fun games that you can play with your friends and this looks like that might be that so i'm, I'm excited yeah. for it yeah I, it I, definitely the, looks like the, the same engine yeah, yeah. i was say those those simulated games even though i have 2k22 
Um, yeah. At one one, you know, at one point you just get to the point where you're just downloading stuff and just playing yeah. dress up with characters and whatnot. But the yeah. actual game itself, you just play it for a couple minutes. Like I think I have my fill yeah. and everything. So I'm excited for Fight Forever. Um, hopefully this is not a, a TNA impact situation yeah. where I get it. And granted, I had fun for that game for like a week. Like I was super into it. And then when I stopped playing, it was over. Like I did not touch yeah. that game at all. So hopefully this is not it. Suicide. Like you said, Steve, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett in the in the uh, career mode and like, yeah. but um, you know, this definitely feels like you like you said, like your No Mercy's, your WrestleManias. With me, Revenge is my favorite of all those yeah. games for sure. And oh, you can yeah. definitely see the inspiration for that. So I- I'm excited just to see what that game is going to bring to the table. Yeah, the only thing that kind of is troubling is it seems like the roster is really not going to be that stacked and that they're probably going to have a lot of, like, DLC, I would yeah. think, like, just to get stuff through. But um, I, I think it's going to be one of those things that hopefully it's a success and then it just keeps going every year and we just get more and more and more. But I think the first version is going to be pretty limited, and I just don't know if that will please enough people. Did you see the mini games though? Where like they have like home run derby and mm-hmm. all random, but it could be fun. Yeah, it could be very fun. fun. No, yeah. it could be very fun. It's just interesting, interesting choice. But like, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna get the game. Support AEW. What that what that strikes me as though is like they want this to be a game you can play with your friends, and like that's the message that I'm looking for in a game like this right now. Like. I got fed yeah. up with a lot of like the WWE games too because of the online play. Like it got like really cheap, and like a lot of time the connection would get weird, or like you try to do a tag team match and like someone like lags out or something. And like with this, I'm just hoping it's just fun to play with friends. Like that's just gonna be fun. Just gonna be fun and just kind of build from there. Let this be a good base, good foundation, and just be able to build upon that. Exactly. And hell, for all I know, the home run derby might be worth the game itself. Because sometimes that kind of stuff is just fun. Might be the only thing you play. I, I play mm-hmm. the I play the crap out of home run derby on the the show. So that's all I play. I don't ever play that game, but I play the show on that game. Mini so games can be okay. I, I remember uh, Tekken Tag Tournament. It was a fighting game, and they had a mini game of bowling, and I played <laughs> hours of that. I don't know why. Okay, it was so much fun. So. Hey, That's man, probably he's... exactly why Kenny is doing that. That's mm-hmm. probably exactly why is because of that. So. Yeah, so could be fun. Yeah, interesting. Nice. Um, yeah. So as far as the the AEW, and thank you very much for the super chat, Captain Shay, for for um, for the AEW all out pay per view. Um, for those of you who are who are trickling into the stream, um, we are giving away a free Rust Rumble entry. So if you send a super chat or a donation, we'll make sure to read your question, answer your sorry, answer your question, read your statement all that good stuff. And you'll get your name on a list at the end of the show. And we're going to pick one winner for a free entry for the rest rumble uh, pickup contest. First place prize gets $500 cash. So as we're going through these predictions here, uh, if you want your voice heard predictions read out, all that good stuff, super chats is the way to guarantee that we'll, uh, we'll make sure to include that in the show. Um, there was just announced today. We're going to get Tommy Hero Ishii versus Eddie Kingston on the pre-show. That's pretty badass. So, yeah, love that. that. Is, I saw that match uh, live in DC at Capital yep. Collision. Oof, just such a such an awesome match. So to see that a rematch and they uh, all out, that's going to be exciting for sure. Yes, I love that. 
I got to go with Kingston as a prediction, given just like that he's the AEW guy right now with all that. But like, do, do you guys agree that Kingston will probably win this one? Ishii is one of my favorite wrestlers in New Japan history. So like, I I love me some Ishii, but I feel like Kingston will probably take the W here. Yeah, I think Kingston will win. Yeah, probably so. I mean, like you said, Ishii, he's just one of the best of this generation for sure. And like, they're, they're going to have a, a crazy match. But I, I would think Kingston being the AEW guy is probably going to win. Yeah. Um. Well, what as of right now kind of looks like would it be the main event, but we don't, we're assuming we're going to get an AEW title match, of course. But as of right now, the trios tournament uh, culminating, we can get some predictions for that. Like, without even having to look at the brackets, I just feel like, even though it's the obvious pick, I feel like it's just Kenny and the Young Bucks should just win this whole thing. Um, do you guys agree with that, or who do you think wins this trios tournament? Uh, start Dark with Order. Dark Order. Okay. I do think, yeah. I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if they won this. Uh, um, I love it. I, love I, it. I, I don't love it, but uh, I'm okay with it though. <laughs> I don't love it. But, but Adam Page is in the Dark Order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right? they already played up in the the trios match on Rampage. Ten had a, a knee brace on, and Mal- Malachi's just ripping at it, and like you know. So yeah. I would assume there's going to be yeah. some type of knee injury angle or something. And you have Hangman Page take his place. So because Which, of that, I mean, story wise, it's 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 all there. Like Kenny and the Bucks versus Dark Order and Hangman, like the former friends going up against each other. The Kenny and Hangman rivalry that hasn't really died. Like, there's just which side are you on? There's so many things. Which sucks though to me is I feel like this would have been incredible television of a buildup and it's just kind of not happened because Kenny just recently debuted and stuff. So I feel like whatever happens, it's not over, you know, the only thing I could see though, at the end is possibly like hangman turning on dark order and going with the elite, especially if they're heels and then like possibly hangman joining them because he's tired of those losers. Cause if you watch hangman, a lot of it on BT is like he's annoyed with them after a while. Like he's like, oh god, guys, you know what I mean? Like maybe he's had enough of not being with the elite. Who did Hangman go to see in that episode of BT when he knocked on the door and they cut it? Did they ever address that at all? Because it clearly wasn't the Bucks. It clearly wasn't Omega. At least we don't know that right now. But at yeah. the end of that episode, like two or three weeks ago, he knocks on the door, they open it, and they cut it. And I have no clue. I have no clue if it was somebody from the Elite. I have no clue if it was someone from the Dark Order. It's very interesting. I don't know. Yeah. It's probably Kenny. It's probably yeah. Kenny. They're worried, and they're gonna, they'll reveal it after All Out. They'll go and have the discussion or something. But I, I would put every – I, I everything's an option on that thing because when it comes to the elite, you know, they break up, they get back together, all that stuff. Like I, I just, I feel like, I feel like that. I feel like the dark quarter is going to lose and the, uh, the bucks and Kenny are going to win those belts. Yeah. I think it's going to be a great match. I, I, I like, I like all these scenarios. I, I hadn't seen yesterday's BTE yet, but I know on the last one, I loved how they explained Hangman like missing the like the punk call out because he was too busy with like the dark order with like their whips and stuff like practicing backstage. That was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to stick with the elite, but 
I I wouldn't be surprised if Hangman and uh in the Dark Order got the W. That'd be pretty. We cool. done for that one. I get Dark Order for that. Okay. All right. Randy got the Dark Order. Put it um, on the board. There you go. <laughs> um, we've got a six man tag match: Wardlow and FTR versus Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns. Pretty cool that Motor City Machine Guns is coming over to AEW. Um, yeah. Legends. Uh, I think it'd make more sense if they could have got like Kushida with them, like and done like like saving Shelly and Shida and, and Kushida as a team, as a trio. But it's cool that like I mean Jay Lethal's a great worker and like he'll I mean this will be a great in-ring match, I'm sure. Um who do you guys have for predictions? Start with Doug. I thought it was gonna be the Briscoes, honestly, because the way the FTR and these like, you know, Jay Lethal's from Ring of Honor, like it just made sense. But uh the Motor City's interesting. Um, one thing I don't like about this match though is since there's trios matches like in a tournament, I don't feel like there should be another trios match. I feel like it kind of takes away from it, and it, it and I feel like they're still gonna make the Sting, Darby Allen, Miro versus uh the House of Black as well. So that's a lot of trios matches that are going on. Um, but uh, I I think that it will be uh. I think it'll be Wardlow and FTR. Yeah. Brandon, for sure. I wish, when the comment just said it, I wish this was just the Guns versus FTR. I think yeah. that would have been a lot better match. Now, I will say that Wardlow going from the fourth to fifth best person in this match to like the last best per- I, I think that actually is going to help things out for sure. Um, like you said, Jay Lethal, he, all Jay Lethal does is go out there and have great matches on TV and pay-per-view. So um, no, no issues there. Then having the guns with him. Yeah. The Briscoes would definitely, not as you say, it would definitely make more sense for sure. But I think it's just an exciting match. Hopefully the yeah. guns will get some type of pinfall over FTR to set up a tag title match. Um, so with that, I, I'll, I'll go with, I'll go with the guns and, and Jay Lethal to win. Nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Wardlow and FTR. Um, mainly, well, I mean, FTR obviously is killing it, and Wardlow. I just don't see him like really losing anything for a while. So I'm gonna go with that. Shout out to Rumham in the chat. I know we pulled this up a second ago. That guy's the guy who's always made, putting the the always sunny references and stuff. And the love that. The next one we have is an interim AEW World Women's Championship match. For the you know for the interim title, we talked about it before that Thunder Rosa uh, lost her smile backstage, and uh, um, so she's still the champion. But we're gonna crown an interim champion for now. We have Tony Storm versus Doctor Britt Baker, DMD. We have Jamie Hader and Hikaru Shida. I'll go. I'm gonna go with Tony Storm because it feels like there was a chance she was gonna win like the title anyways from Thunder Rosa potentially. So that's what I'm gonna go with. What about you, Brandon? Uh so I'm more excited for this match than I was just Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm straight up, since we saw that match already. Um, but this four-way should definitely be more exciting. I definitely feel if the CM Punk injury doesn't happen, that there's no way that this would be an interim women's championship match. I feel like this would be the title match. Um, I feel like this, they only have interim because CM Punk got it as well, which is fine. Um, I really hope that they kind of go a different direction, even though like Tony Storm, I think is the favorite on here. 
I, I hope in my yeah. pick is going to be uh, Jamie Hayter. I think that would be a really good disruption of the women's division, which you could use right now. And I don't know if they want to go the Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter way now, but it, it might be time to just do that just to get some type of fresh blood into, or, you know, fresh blood into like the, the top rivalry of the women's division. Um, so I do hope that they go with that. It wouldn't surprise me if they go with, with Tony Storm, but I'm going to pick Jamie Hayter for this one. What about you, Doug? Uh, I think it's going to be Tony Storm. But I think the most interesting match in the women's division would be Jamie Hayter versus Britt Baker. Like, I think that that's what people really want to see. And I think that the story writes itself. Like, whether, like, if, you know, let's say Jamie wins, Jamie Hayter wins, and then the next night, the next week on Dynamite, Britt's like, you know, you can go ahead and just give me the belt now. And he's like, I'm not giving you the belt. And then, you know, bam, there we go. So, I, that's the one that I want to see. I've been I've been impressed with Jamie Hayter since she's come in the company. Like I think she's been great, and I think that if she actually really got like um, the shine, that I think she could she could actually be a player for them. Uh, so yeah, and I think this this is a this is a good thing because I I think Thunder Rosa's title reign has not been good at all. And I think that this is going to be new life in the women's division. I think that Brit is the draw of the women's division, but it's like, are you wanting to play it safe and go back to Brit? Or do you want to see, you know, some new blood in there and see what they can do? I think with the women's division, you can definitely try for some new blood. I don't think that Brit Baker as your champion is going to make or break things when it comes to the company. So uh, I, again, that's why I would love for them to go, just disrupt things and just go with Jamie Hayter as a champion. And it would be really nice, not only Hayter and Baker, but Hayter and Storm, like those two in a title match. Yeah. That'd be just super, super awesome. Well, and they had like, what, like a, a seven minute match on Dynamite. It was really good. Like you mm -hmm. could see like, man, if this thing went 15, 20 minutes, this would have been awesome. So like, yeah, I'm, right. I'm all for it. I'm, I'm, I like both of them. So I honestly, that whole match, like every single one of that match is good. Yeah. I'm really not about, Wanted to see another Sheeta title reign, but I, I think that she, I like she that she's in the match. Yes, right. say, I think I think she offers something really good in the match. I think all four of those women can wrestle. I think they're great. So like I'm I'm looking forward to that match way more than just Tony and and Thunder in a rematch that we already saw from Worlds Collide or Forbidden Dormant. Yeah, um, just gonna throw this out there, unrelated, but just reminded me. Uh, just want to. Quick shout out to Chris Statlander because she's going to be out again for a while. It looks like with injury, so that's that's a bummer. She's one of my favorites. Um, I hope she comes back stronger. But it, I, I hate when someone that talented like has all these big layoffs and they just never know what their future is going to look like when they come back. So, hope everything's good for. Her. I hope to see her back um, and get a big push yeah. when she comes back because I think she's super talented. Um, that would suck. She was like getting over naturally. Right. Wasn't even exactly. Pushed. Like people were starting behind her in the fact that she tore her other ACL. Like imagine yeah. all that recovery, all that time, tear your ACL, and then you come back and tear your other ACL. Dominic like, Cruz. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Like that's yeah. devastating. But hopefully uh, each one is repaired better than the next, and then she won't have this injury anymore, and then she can make a run. Yeah. Um, we have the casino ladder match. Um, well, I don't know the participants for that yet, but do you have any ideas? Do we know one? I don't think they have announced any of them yet. Christ. 
Um, but if you just had to make a guess of like who would make the most sense to win this match based on who's on the roster, I mean, I guess you can think outside the roster too, Forbidden Door, they could really pull anyone in. Um, I'll start with you, Brandon. Who, do you have any names that you think that might win this thing? It's hard to say just because you don't know who's in it. Um, I texted Doug earlier. I was just like, like, what do you think about Will Ospreay being in his match? Because um, I think it makes, I think it makes sense for sure. Um, I mean, he's going to be free. He's not working the New Japan shows, you know, those days coming up. So I assume he's going to still be in town. And I think that would be a good way to not only get him on the pay-per-view, but also he can lose the match and not get pinned. Um, so for him to be in that would be really awesome. I don't necessarily see him again winning, but just to have him in the match would definitely be cool. Um, I think, you know, maybe have like a Ray Phoenix, maybe have like a Penta in there. Uh, yeah. you know, your lower card guys like an Ethan Page or something. I'm sure you can put them in there. Um, MJF did like Pack and um, Kip Sabian. They threw both of them in there because yeah. he interfered in there. Yeah. Um, MJF, I think of the long shot. Um, I, I just, I don't, I mean, it kind of makes sense, but I, I don't, I don't know. I just don't feel like to have him in a ladder match unless, unless it's a situation like when Brock was in that money in the bank and he, he showed up in like the last 30 seconds and just, just took the shit home. And yeah. unless you have something yeah. like that, like, yeah, I don't necessarily see him being in that ladder match for sure. But again, it, it, it should be awesome. Like most of those matches are. Um, hopefully the Joker is going to be somebody fun, um, but it's really right. hard to call until we see who's going to actually be in that match. I like uh, the idea of uh, Joe. That's an interesting one. If Punk wins the title back, especially to have Joe loom in there. I know he's filming Twisted Metal, but I don't know. Like he might be able to be off for the pay per view. I don't know what his schedule looks like, but um, Andrade. That's an interesting one too. Um, yeah. You gotta I think, think like, the, the, the winner dragon lead in that bitch. Oh yeah, that would be that would be sick That'd for be sure. Good. And I feel like the winner <laughs> of this, this is someone who will probably get a title match and not end up winning it. So again, yeah. you you probably don't want to have like one of your top guns be in that particular position. So it'll be interesting to see who's gonna win it. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to it. Um, well, this isn't announced, but we'll just throw this out there. Assuming that, and we have more matches after this, but just kind of piggybacks off the casino ladder match if we get punk versus mox in a rematch starting with you doug do you think that punk gets the title back here or is there any chance that like mox just straight up beats him again i don't think they do it again if punk if if they're going to do a rematch i think punk's going to win i just don't i don't think that i think if anything if they do it again it just shows that they wanted to build more intrigue to the actual match in chicago and not just make it seem like First of all, they wanted to validate Moxley as a real champion. And then second of all, they wanted to make it seem like either one could win. So I think if we do get that rematch, um, I think I think Punk's going to find a way to win. Brandon? I would probably say the same thing. It would be really awesome to see Moxley retain. But again, I don't really know where that would move things forward for Punk and for everyone, honestly. Um, if you were to lose that match again, I mean, I feel like if he were to lose, he's probably going to go away, not necessarily indefinitely, but probably going to go away for a while because that's two straight losses, you know, with the world title. I don't think you need to be around for a while. Um, so because of that, I would assume that, you know, if they're going to have that match, then Punk will probably win again or he will probably win the, t- the title again. 
Yeah, I agree with both you guys. And I think that uh, it's worth mentioning that I don't, with Mox being the AEW champion, it also puts a hold on GCW, as weird as that is, because like there's no way Tony's going to be okay with Moxley losing the GCW title until he's already lost the AEW title. So, like, the longer that Mox, it has implications for multiple companies because, like, if GCW wants to move on from Mox as their champion at some point soon, they're doing him and Nick Gage in October. That's probably where they'll do the change. But Mox would have to lose the title before then, I think. I don't think AEW's going to let Nick Gage beat Moxley while he's no. reigning AEW. Absolutely. Right. So, Absolutely. Um, so, I think that might foreshadow a little bit that the title will be off Mox by October, most likely. So, I can see that happening at this show so i'll go with cm punk as well but personally i yes i would love to see john moxley do it again i think that'd be cool um what, what? you just hate cm punk so much listen i thought the cm punk mjf stuff was like god tier level of pro wrestling like oh, yeah. you know what i mean like i'll give cm punk his credit a million percent for what he's done but like it's just like i just I just love what Moxley's doing, and it's just kind of, it's just the scenario is just crazy that he just squashed him the way that he did. So no, just, yeah, you know, just, I agree. I mean, Moxley is it's, it's him and Will Osprey for my top wrestlers of the year. So I'm definitely there, there with we you. go for sure. I like it, Brandon. I like it. <laughs> it, it, it. Do any of you guys want to see New Blood as champ though? Whether they, even if that's like like New Blood, just like Brian Danielson, oh, or like WCW, no, 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 no. like what happened here? y'all want to y'all want to see um, primetime Mike Sanders or above average yeah. Mike Sanders? Oh God, uh, the, no. Yeah, <laughs> new Blood. But you know, just like uh, primetime. I I mean, how many how many different champions has there been? Like five, five, five? three years. I was just thinking about that driving today. Like, how many world yeah. champions have there been? Yeah. So I mean, like. Um, I, I just would kind of want to see, uh, some, some, some new guys be champ and, uh, who would if, make sense right now other than an MJF. And even then, like, I don't necessarily know if that makes sense, but it just seems like a tra- trajectory that, but I think you yeah. could just take somebody if you wanted to, and just go a couple of months in and figure and make it look like a viable option. Cause I mean, honestly, punk didn't look like he made a lot of sense until after the MJF feud. And then it was like, Oh, he's ready. You know I, I think, mean? I think Ricky Stark's going to get a big push coming out of the powerhouse Hobbs feud. Mm-hmm. I think TNT title Ricky Starks makes sense. I not, we're not at champion level yet. Yeah. Well, this thing, I don't think there's anything homegrown in AEW that should be champion besides MJF. And I think everything else belongs to like the established names like a Brian Danielson. Like I, I wouldn't mind seeing Kenny get the belt back when he's ready. Um I mean, you can tell they got big plans for Danielson. Adam Cole. Adam Cole eventually's gotta win that damn thing. Like he's just been in it too much. I think eventually he has to win. Mm-hmm. Daniel Garcia would be interesting. Like, I think a year from now, I think Daniel Garcia makes a lot of sense. Yeah. They have- Malachi Black, if, he, if all of a sudden you just started to push him, I think that can make sense. Yeah. Miro, possibly. I think Miro and Wardlow are kind of right there. Well, I think they're, they're, they're good of- contenders, but, like, yeah. to get the belt, it's going to be tough just because they don't give the title to, to people. So – like, I agree. If you have five champions in three years, you just look at the next three years. Like, who are your five going to be that haven't been champion before? And I don't think the picking is going to be 
all of that, even though if you, you name a lot of people, like it's it's gonna be tough for those those guys to get those those world title reigns. Yeah. I just I don't I don't put Moxley that much above a lot of these guys. Like like yeah. Brian Danielson to me, I think should should have the title. I, yeah. I think Kenny should have a title. I think those type of guys should have the title. Well, like Hangman kind of already did what you're describing, though. You know what I mean? Like he is like the homegrown AEW guy that it took him like because he wasn't on the level. I mean, he was kind of known, but he wasn't on the level of like the Young Bucks, Cody, no. and, and and. No, I agree with that. But do you Kenny. think though that going into the company, they kind of made it known that he was going to yeah, be a guy? That was, that was a yeah, that was a plan from day one. He was the first guy to say he wanted to be the champion in company history. Um. But he also they had to get him to that point, though. Exactly. No, exactly. and they did though. They did. But I, I just, I don't see that in Ricky Starks in the next couple of months over all the other guys. Like, I feel like yeah. that there is a, there's a tier system where it's just kind of flatlined until they move on to the next step. But I mean, to me, Brian Danielson makes a lot of sense as an actual champion. I think Punk and Brian Danielson, when they sign with the company, they should both be champion before they're done yeah i i mean danielson i i could see for sure it's interesting because like moxley is like basically saying that he's the worst member of his own group but he's the world champion but he's the champ yeah but iron sharpens iron i mean i get where he's coming from um but yeah i mean i it's if you were to ask me like okay over the next three years who will win the title that hasn't been the champion yet i think the only kind of safe picks would be danielson and mjf like i think both of them will win the title within the next three years at, at some yeah. point danielson will probably be sooner than later mjf should be as well but we just don't know what his future looks like right now like at all like that's still like really up in the air so i wouldn't be um, I w- it wouldn't surprise me if danielson doesn't touch that world title even though yeah. it makes sense it, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Like, I mean, like if he went and just like have like a TNT title reign and just like let me just rock this for six months and do like you know open that. season like John Cena did for the U.S. title, yeah. just do that for the TNT title or even all in title, just have one of those belts. Yeah, yeah. Like I see something more along the lines of that versus having a world title reign. But as us as fans, yeah, we would love to see that for sure. Well, it might be kind of like with Shawn Michaels, you know, like when in his second WWE stint after you know. After he had that that one short run with the world title, he made it known. He's like, I don't want to be the champion. Like, just straight up, like, that's yeah. not. Don't put the title on me. Right. And Danielson might be in the same boat. And I know he has. At any point, it feels like something could go wrong. Like, God forbid, obviously, but like with the neck and the the concussions mm-hmm. and stuff, you just never know. Um, but uh, well, okay. So real quick, if Punk mm-hmm. wins, mm-hmm. what would be his next feud? Maybe you revisit Kingston, especially like with Grand idea, Slam yeah. coming up. Yeah. That would, that would be like a good TV world title match. I mean, if, if it's, I don't, if, it, if you think it would go all the way to full gear, do you think it'd go to Grand Slam? And then Grand Slam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like yeah, a little yeah. stop and then until, until like your next, you know, your next yeah. program, whatever that's going I do be. think we need to run back Hangman soon. Hangman and Punk. Especially if there's real heat there. Yeah, that, that'll that'll be interesting. Yeah, that's why I'm curious. Is it's kind of like what's what's the next step? I would love to. Okay, 
How about how about Punk and Brian Danielson at Grand Slam? Just because that is a big draw match, they always have great chemistry. It could be, especially if Punk's going to go that heel route, Brian Danielson could definitely be like representing more of the pro wrestler. Punk could be more of the sports entertainer type. I think that could be interesting. A lot of people in the chat are saying Punk and Joe. I like that too. I like, like Punk. We got, and we, like, Joe, we got, we got to do that at least once. Yeah. That's could you happen. imagine? I'm not saying it'll happen because the dates don't align, but could you imagine if Grand Slam was Punk versus Joe and Osprey versus Omega? And I would have a WWE fan tell me that WWE is better than <laughs> AEW. Like, shut your <laughs> mouth. Kidding me. Um, well, hey, speaking of Danielson, got a prediction for this one. We got Danielson versus Chris Jericho, the Lion Tamer versus the American Dragon. I love this matchup. We haven't seen this one in like 10 years. Um, and a lot has happened since then. They're both totally different performers. And I love it. I, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Danielson, even though, like, I think it'd be really cool to, for Jericho to win. But, like, Danielson just – Danielson's the man. Like, he, he really is. Like, there's nothing – there's literally nothing bad I can say about Brian Danielson. Like, I'm I'm fine with him getting pushed. I'm fine with him winning matches. Everything he does is entertaining. He's super credible. Like, I'm going to go with Danielson. But I think this match is going to be on – on a pretty stacked card, I think this match is going to be, like, one of the sleeper matches of the nights, honestly. So, um, what about you, Brandon? Who you got in this one? I'll probably take Dragon as well. Um, just to be completely honest with you, like my excitement level for this particular match is not very high. Um, just because it feels like a Vince match. And even though it's in, it's in AEW, and like you said, like they, they wrestled 10 years ago, these are not the same, the same two wrestlers. And I totally get that for sure. But like my interest level on this particular one is not very high just because it feels WWE ish. And even with the whole sports that. entertainment and whatnot. Like that's not even in play. It's just again because we've seen this before, and I would love to see Brian Danielson versus one of these other toys that he's never wrestled before. And same thing with Chris Jericho. But like you said, I mean, both of these guys are professional. This this match is going to be super awesome. Like you know that, and like you said, yeah. it's probably going to be a sleeper match tonight. So I can say that for the match itself, yeah, sure, I'm excited for that. But with it being Dragon versus Jericho, something we've kind of seen before, and it feeling too WWE ish. My 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 interest level on this is not too high but again it's going to be an awesome match and again i'll, I'll well, take I, in this one for sure okay. i feel like it has a kind of like a vince finish too where it's going to be like daniel garcia coming out mid-match and picking which side he's going to be on type thing so to me right. that's definitely like wwe sports entertainment type stuff but uh I'm looking forward to the match. I think it'll be a good match. I think it's one of those matches that you, you have to have. You have to get it done. Like, it has to be on a pay-per-view or whatever, but it's not, like, something that you are going to, like, constantly revisit. But you you did at one point do Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho in AEW and move on, right? I, I feel the same way when people bring up Dragon versus Punk. Like, yep, I, I kind of feel the same way. Like, yeah, like, we've seen that match, and, you know, it – you know, it feels kind of WWE-ish, but you know the match is going to be good, especially in just like a different environment than what WWE is going to have their matches in. So you're excited for that point. But like you said, it's just, you know, we've, we've kind of like we've seen this before. We like to see something new on there. But the fact that you need to do it just to kind of get it out of the way and get it over with, you know, doing the Hardys versus the Bucks, some points like yeah. that, you know, just to yeah. kind of get it out of the way to say that you did it in the AEW, I totally get that for sure. Yeah, that's a great example of the Hardys and the Bucks too, because like yep. if they would have waited on that with Jeff going out, like we don't even get it. You know what I mean? Like so. Yep. Um, 
And, and, and Dirty, I love you. I love you, man. But I honestly feel like Jericho yeah, right has has been really good. Mm-hmm. Like, and and I think him losing the weight is totally like really energized him and and really and i mean i thought the jericho appreciation society was just going to be a a, just a dud and that thing has became far more important than i ever thought it was going to he got that thing over way more than i thought he was going to so the guy just keeps reinventing himself he keeps uh he keeps going out there and 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 delivering i mean him and him and uh who, who did he just wrestle Garcia or Moxley, right? Like him and Moxley was great. And then uh he had the match with Kingston at Revolution, which was awesome. The, I mean, yeah, like I, I I can't agree with you there. Like I definitely don't think that he's he's past his prime. I think he's still really going out there and doing well. So I'm I'm all for Chris Jericho keeping this thing going. Yeah. Did you did you make a prediction there, Doug? Jericho or uh no, but Either either Daniel Garcia is working Brian Danielson and he's going to stay with the Jericho Appreciation Society, and if that's the case, he's going to help Jericho win, and then that will have another match. We will have another match between Daniel Garcia and Brian Danielson. I could see that happening, or he's going to join the Blackpool Combat Club and and Dan- and Brian Danielson will win. Um, I'm kind of leaning towards. Jericho winning. Okay. I like it. I, I think that Garcia is going to join the combat club, even though it's like the obvious thing. It's like he's been made for that group since day one. Like, I, I just been seeing the trend of like they recruited Wheeler Yuta from a group he didn't really fit in with the best friends. They recruit Dana Garcia. I think next they recruit Lee Moriarty away from like whatever he's going to be doing with Stokely. Like, I think they're going to like, like kind of pick these guys out of these groups that like don't make sense for them but like they like are at home with the combat club and i just think that uh garcia is the next one that i think will join um but i love all these scenarios i'm obviously a massive chris jericho fan so i'm always happy to see him win but i think danielson just it's really That's hard for me to pick against too. Him. Uh, Dan, uh, it's in Buffalo the next week, and oh, okay. that is Daniel Garcia's hometown. So, like him and Jericho in Buffalo would be pretty dope for Dynamite. Yeah, that that's a great call, Bills Mafia. That makes a ton of sense. Um, after that, we got the AW World Tag Team Titles on the line: Swerve and Our Glory defending against the Acclaimed. Um, this is basically like a babyface babyface match at this point, right? Like the Acclaimed. Yep. Is- over his yeah. faces um and, and swerve and keith lee are, are both great i mean i think this should be a really really good match and i think the, the fans are going to be really into it i think that swerve and keith lee are going to get booed over the acclaimed honestly because i just feel like they're just people love people love the everybody loves the acclaim i mean like it's the truth like they've, they've gotten themselves very over the the billy gun thing's kind of weird to me still like that they're with him but um it, like it makes sense how they did it with the story just it just seems a little weird to me, but uh, Brandon, we'll go with you first on this one. Do you think that uh, Keith Lee and Swerve retain here, or the Acclaim get the titles? I am just going to say the Acclaim will win. Um, I there might be a, a chance that Swerve turns because they still have had some tension ever since that Battle Royal. They've had a little bit of tension here and there with each other. Um, and, you know, I feel like if something might come to blow where you might have them split up on here, you might give the title. And I feel like if you're 
ever going to give the titles to the acclaim. Like now is the time to do it. I don't see them being as over in the future as they are right now. Um, I, I think like Caster and stuff, he'll probably be over. Even if he goes singles in the future, he'll still be over for like the rap and everything. But like as a team, yeah. with like you know everything that's going on, like Billy Gunn and Ass Boys and all that stuff, I feel like this is probably like the most over they're gonna be. So I think like this is probably a good time to go ahead and change the titles to them. And I feel like the tag titles, at least for right now, it's not gonna hurt anything if you flip flop back and forth between a couple of teams just to kind of give them, you know, a, a run of you know four weeks, six weeks, or even though like two months or something like that. I don't think anything like that is going to hurt the titles at all. So I feel like this is probably a good time. If you're going to ever belt them up, this will be the time to do it. What about you, Doug? I really want this to be FTR versus Swerve and Lee, and I want FTR to win the belts. But if it's not, um, I I I don't like the buildup of this. When I saw the graphic of this match, I was just like, mm, why? Because it really seemed like they put all their focus in the Acclaim versus the Ass Boys, and then that kind of went somewhere else, which I'm cool with because it had a good feud for Dynamite, but it didn't lead to a pay-per-view. So I'm cool with that, but it just kind of left uh, – it just kind of feels mid to me, honestly. I'm not, I'm not really loving it. So I feel like Swerve and Lee is going to have a longer title reign, and I think they're going to beat the Acclaim. Yeah, I'm I'm on the fence because I'm on both sides of this. Like, I totally agree with Brandon that I think now is the best time. You could probably put the titles on them. And then also, you know, if that – it would also elevate the Ass Boys if the Acclaimed were the tag team champions and the Ass Boys were getting, like, a title shot against the Acclaimed. Even if they didn't win the titles, you're, like, you're continuing to build more tag teams, which also, when you think about it, you're – kind of going to need to because if you're going to also focus on trios titles like you're going to need like fresh just two-man tag teams to be doing that while a lot of these trios are going on in the trios division so um i'm with you though doug as well because i think that lee and swerve would have a longer reign but i also agree with what brandon saying about like the tension between the team and eventually that's going to come to head at some point so i'm actually going to go with the acclaim to win the titles here because I just feel like now would be the best time for them to do this um, for a lot of different reasons. And you can have Swerve and Keith, you know, go on to feud. And and that's the thing with AEW. Like this isn't in most cases with AEW, we haven't really seen teammates like really turn on each other too much. A lot of the times it'll just kind of like focus on their own things or whatever. Like, so for Swerve and Keith to, to break up, that isn't like something you see over and over and over again in AEW. So I feel like if done right, a Swerve and Keith Lee breakup story could be really good. And I think it makes sense for the Acclaim to be the champions. So I'm Don't you think, though, it's a little too soon with Starks and Hobbs? And then it's like right after that, you're going to do Lee and Swerve. Like, don't you think that you should probably like drag drag it out a little bit? You you would think that. But then you look at another part of the show where two of your top stars are doing injury angles right now between CM Punk and Kenny Omega. Like they're both doing like, Hey, did they come back too soon from injury? Like they're both doing that style of angle. So like, I I felt the same way. Which do you think though, that that's kind of not the right way to go? It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird because maybe because we haven't seen it. Oh, definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I, I, I feel like, I mean, so far, I think things are working out, but it just like when I saw Kenny in a shirt and a sling, and then he's like 
not able to even like fully run. I'm like, what is he that bad off? And then they're like, and then Dave's like, no, it's just a gimmick. He's fine. I'm like, God, okay. Well, why, why would you do that? And then it's like, is Ot when Osprey's in there with him? Like, is he is he still gonna have like the shirt on and the sling and all that? And is Osprey gonna clown him for being a beat up old man? Like, I I don't know. It's it's interesting. And then like with Punk, you can't just act like you just totally broke your foot and then be like, I'm a hundred percent. Let's go next week. Like, that, that makes no sense. No, because he's got yeah. a, he's had a limp ever since he's come back anyway. So yeah, but yeah. yeah. When I think like I'm I totally agree with, with what you are saying about the. Uh, like it is kind of strange of pro wrestling when you see two very similar stories happening in the same company at the same time. But like realistically speaking, if we were talking about like the UFC or something and like three fights in a row all ended by arm bar back to back to back, we'd just be like, well, that's this is what happens sometimes. You know what I mean? Like two yeah. guys just happen to both be injured at the same time with something similar, like just, just how the real world, how the real world, how the real world works. But we're so also conditioned to all these years of like, WWE and stuff that like you know you said it conditioned yeah. we gotta yeah. get out yes. break the habit yeah, like we, exactly. we can do different stuff like exactly yeah. exactly so so I don't have a problem with it but I was with you I'm with you like I noticed that there were similarities mm-hmm. um after that I'll go first on this prediction because I you know it's probably the easiest one to call but I'll I'll go first we got Jungle Boy taking on Christian Cage I'd imagine this is where Jungle Boy gets like the big win over Christian but I'll say this. I think this is Christian's like best work, maybe like ever. Like I, I, I really respect his TNA run and everything, of course, but like, I, I really like him as a heel right now. And I never thought I'd say this, but like, he's, I think right now he's more interesting do than, do than, than edge and both Ooh. Hardy boys combined right now. Which is crazy. And what's yeah, funny is, is when edge, when edge was co- first coming back, like it was all about, Oh, well, edge, edge, edge. And the Christians like doing nothing in AEW. And now here we are here. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, they could stretch it out longer if they wanted to, I guess, but like ultimately jungle boy has to win this feud. Otherwise it's like, it kind of feel unless, unless they unless something has changed in their mind and they're like, we got to go with Christian as like a top heel. Like, then why did you do all this? Cause like, this really is a vehicle for jungle boy to get over. It feels like, so that's, I'm going to go jungle yeah. boy here to, to win. But um, what about you, Brandon? I was thinking Christian because of the, yeah. the fact what you said, I think they're going to try to spread this out. Even right as crazy out. as it's, you know, it's been well over a year since this whole thing started right. the double nothing of last year. Um, but I think that they're going to spread this out for sure. So having Christian win some heinous way, you know, whatever it might be, low blow, roll up, whatever it's going to be, I think that's probably going to be the play that maybe like leading to like something with like a stip, a cage match or whatever it may be, chairs match. I feel like that's going to probably be the play. Lights out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So have a little adversity when it comes to the Jungle Boy because you think he's on a roll and he's probably going to win this, but to have a step back and kind of see where they can progress with like another match, I think that's what they're going to do. So I go with Christian Cage with this one. I, I like I like the thought behind that though. Yeah, I, I think I think Luchasaurus might have a factor in this too because I I don't really know kind of whose side he's on. I think it could go either way, and then I think that it could just completely end the feud between Christian and Jungle Boy, and then it's Jungle Boy versus Luchasaurus. Like, mm-hmm. I think that could go that direction. So 
Uh, and then Christian now is the established heel regardless. And then he goes on to feud with some other baby face. Like, I think that could happen as well. Uh, I'm leaning. I don't know. The thing is, is Christian has been such a coward during this entire time that usually when the baby face finally gets a hold of the heel, he ends up winning. So I'm going to go with Jungle Boy on this, but I'm conditioned, Brandon. So who knows? Maybe they go a different route and it's the heel that wins. So we'll see. And then uh, the next one we got, we touched on a little bit earlier. Um, We got Ricky Starks versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Um, I'm I'm very excited for the future of both these wrestlers. I think that Starks provides more like immediate uh kind of like star power and money for them potentially, but I think like long term, we're talking like five years from now and beyond, I think Hobbs is gonna be like really, really valuable. And he might even be more valuable in the WWE, like in all in all honesty. Yeah. I could see him like jumping ship at some point. Both of these guys honestly might um at some mm-hmm. point. Um but I think right now, I think like Starks just has more upside at like this exact moment for them to do something with him. And Hobbs is just a little bit longer of a play. Um, so I'm going to go Starks in this one. What, what about you, Doug? Yeah, I think Ricky Starks is going to win this. I think he's got the momentum with the promos and the baby face. And I just, and it, it also, it's kind of like, uh, Hobbs to me just kind of seems more so like in the background and Starks is getting more of the focus. And I, and I think that I think Starks is going to win. But yeah. you, Brandon, I would say the same thing. I think that you should probably capitalize on the momentum and just have him win a big match. And I mean, this could even lead to maybe like a, a dynamite world title match or something like that where you have, yeah. you know, a Ricky Starks challenge for obviously him losing, but just him having a taste of, you know, being a contender um, would be really nice to see for sure. So I'd, I'd go with him. What if they did something like Starks won early in the night against Hobbs, and then like he was a part of the Casino Battle Royal and won that or something? Like, like, or, like really try to push him. I'm, I'm with you guys though. I don't think he should be like the world champion right now, but I think that they, he's over enough, and the fans I think wanted enough, and he's, he's talented enough in the ring and charismatic enough that I think like. They could push him faster than most, like yeah. with the position he's. It's nothing wrong being a contender. I mean, they did that with Darby. Darby had a world title yeah. match, what episode three or something like that, and right. yeah, he hasn't stiffed that title since. But like, if they put him in that situation right now, you would feel a lot more comfortable than what it was back then. So I think if you do that with Starks, just have him in that title picture now. Obviously, he'll lose, but like you know, build him up in the future. It'll make a little bit more sense in the future of putting him in that that same division. So, hopefully, we'll yeah. see something like that for sure. And then the last match that I have here, um, we've got Jade Cargill defending the TBS Championship against Athena. Um, Brandon, I'll ask you first. Do you think that Jade continues the run, or does Athena actually get the belt here? I wouldn't mind if Athena won. I think that would be cool just to give a little bit more life to that. I don't give a shit. Excuse my language. I don't care about this match at all. There's no 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 care about this at all. I mean, Jade, you know, I, I love Jade as a character. I, I think yeah. she's cool. I just definitely haven't been into this feud at all just because I don't think that Jade is on the same level in ring as Athena. And granted, you know, they uh, the little bit that they were in the ring together, I thought that you know it, they looked good. Um, but again, it's just really hard for me to get excited for this particular match. 
Um, I, I don't see the streak ending right now, but again, if they wanted to give the belt to Athena just to have some type of mix up. And again, that's like another thing with like the tag titles where if you just pass that TBS title around a couple times, like I don't think it's going to hurt at all just to kind of get some new blood here and there. Um, you know, if you stick with Jade, that's fine, but eventually she's going to have to do something and just have some killer matches or get the belt into someone else. So I'll say cop out right now. I'll go with Jade. Um, but you know, again, I wouldn't be mad if they gave it to Athena. Yeah. Doug, what about you? You got, uh, I got Jade. It's, it's going to win. And I, the only thing that it eventually to me is like, Jade has to lose and eventually go for the women's title. Like I, I just don't see her holding on to the TBS title for years. I think eventually she's, she's got to transition to the actual women's title. So that that's the only thing that I'm like, eventually somebody's got to beat her. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Or, you know, I could see them doing title versus title and having champ champs and something like that. And then she wins that belt too and walks around with both of them. I don't know. We'll see. But I, I don't think Athena's the one to beat her. I could see them ho- like potentially doing like an option C type thing with Jade in that title. Like she has to turn it in for a title shot or something. Because like, I don't want to yeah. see her lose before she gets a world title shot. Like, because I think they did such a yeah. good job of like, and similarly over in the NWA, they've done something very similar with Camille as their uh, women's champion. She's like improved drastically in the last few years. Um, it's similar type of build as well, like athletic, not a lot of you know experience, but like learning on the job and like big positions. Um, and I, I, I just thought of that because, you know, she wrestled twice this weekend for the NWA. But I think it'd be cool to have like a super fight between those two at some point too. like Jade Cargill and Camille would be kind of cool. Um, Athena, I've always liked Athena, but I feel like she's kind of fallen a little bit flat in AEW, like just not, not the kind, not not the level of impact I was expecting. Her character um, is corny. That's why she's yeah, a great wrestler, yeah, right. but she's just not interesting character. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I and uh, so I'm I'm gonna go with Jade. I just once again I wouldn't have her lose until she. I once again this is conditioning. I and I hope AEW doesn't do a whole lot of this because we haven't really seen them do this, but. I hate the idea of like a mid card champion losing their title and then their next feud is for the world title. Like, I just feel like it's, it's weird watching them lose a, a lesser title belt and then go for one that matters more. Um, so I'd like to see Jade just remain unbeaten. Um, and if she's going to lose, I'd like to see it be for the world title. But um, I, I'd like to see her as the world champion too when she's ready. So we'll uh, we'll see. I, she, she's she's someone who I. I like that AEW has like built a star out of her. I think that it's a it's been a successful project for them, and it's still it's still like halfway through. You know, like they there's still a lot of work to be done. But I it could have gone way 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 worse. We'll just put it that way. For anybody out there that I, that like doesn't like Jade or thinks she's not in like the position she deserves and stuff, like I think she's given her limited experience. I think she's done really really well. So yeah, um, for sure. So yeah, it's pretty much the pay per view, y'all. I mean, it's a stack show. Um, there's uh, they're gonna add more um, as well. There's ten matches announced right now, so I'm sure we'll get like more closer to like fifteen with like the pre show and stuff. So. <laughs> Four and a half hours. Have fun, Brandon. Hey, man, um, I'm gonna enjoy it. Trust me. Yeah, for sure. Um, I wanted to talk before we before we go. Uh, I wanted to talk about what happened in the main event. First of all. Incredible match between um, Os- Osprey and Aussie Open versus uh, Death Triangle, uh, and they got like a full thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's what I say. Like 
the lows and the highs, being so confused and then going from there. And then I was just like, man, how is Aussie Open going to beat Death Triangle? And I swear, dude, when Kip Sabian interfered, I was so happy because then I knew that that Aussie Open and Osprey was going to win. And when they won, Kenny Omega's music hit, and it's like, oh, my God, it's going to happen. And I, I mean, for me, dream match – on the books, like I wanted Kenny and Osprey. I don't know if that match is going to happen anytime soon, but we're getting closer to it. And the trios match tomorrow is going to be incredible. And uh, I'm super excited for it. And I, I this this could be an incredible match tomorrow. Really, just everyone should be checking it out. This is this is what what I've been looking forward to. And uh I'm curious how it will go and what do you guys think the future holds for Osprey and Omega? Like, do you think that this is going to happen in Japan? Do you think this is going to happen soon on an AEW program? What do you think? I, you know, as soon as I was waiting for the, uh, the tour of New Japan's next tour, I was waiting for it to get announced so that way I can see who's on the cards and everything, specifically if Osprey was going to be on these cards and, you know, I was hoping that there was maybe a possibility where Osprey could be on grand slam, but he's working the main events um, over in Japan during that whole week. So that's not going to happen at all. So I don't think we're going to get uh, Osprey and Omega anytime soon right now, but I'm definitely looking at like Russell kingdom as potentially being like that time period for sure. Granted, yeah. I think the 4th of January is on a Wednesday this year. But I feel like if you give up a couple talents to go over there for a miss one week of Dynamite, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. And especially with it being one day, like, you know, they're going to have stacked Russell Kingdoms back again, which I'm super excited for. Um, yeah. But I feel like if you have, you know, if, if you put Osprey and Omega, if you want to have a singles match with them, I think that'll probably be the best place to do it, especially like that crowd – when oh, Osprey is teasing Kenny Omega's movesets in the Okada match and the, the crowd's going crazy, even though they shouldn't, they're actually just supposed to be clapping. They're out there making noises. I think right. you can see how much they yearn for like Kenny Omega to come back in that, in, in that, that promotion. If you have him versus one of their top guys and will Osprey, I think, I mean, obviously the match is going to be fantastic, but you're just setting the state, the stage for it to be like, you know, definitely one of the matches of the year for sure. So it's going to be interesting to see how much interaction they're going to have tomorrow night. Like, are they going to touch? Are they going to be in the ring at all? I would assume you're probably going to have a little bit um, on there. But again, for that singles match, I think we're going to get it. We'll probably have to just wait a little bit longer. But it's definitely going to be an, an awesome match for sure. I can't wait for it. Yeah, I, I completely agree with all that. I, I'm I'm going to say whether we get a match beforehand after that, whether it's a trilogy, just two matches, one match, whatever. I think they definitely wrestle Wrestle Kingdom. So, um, and they said he says Wrestle Kingdom is far away. It's not. I mean, what's three months? Three months? Maybe it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, like, it's not. It'll be here before you know it. Right around the corner, y'all. It's yeah. crazy. And honestly, I personally would probably rather have it at Wrestle Kingdom because that gives Kenny some time to get get acclimated again and really get ready, and not just like because I mean, dude. Osprey, right off the bat, that's 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 a lot to handle. That is not, you know, just an easy five minute match. He's going to take you into deep water, especially for all the shit he's been saying, right? So, 
I think it's uh it, it it's a good story too. That's what people like fail to realize is this story is great. Like this is the like the teacher versus the student type of storyline. And also I think the, the, the old veteran that sees the young guy trying to take his spot and knows that the young guy is better than he is at this point. That's what I think. And, I, and that's why I think a lot of the stuff is stems from jealousy storyline, storyline wise, because he'll try to discredit Osprey a lot, but at the end of the day, like, Osprey is keeps just having these crazy matches and doing crazy things. And I, and I think that Kenny knows now that like he, his, his career isn't much longer, you know what I mean? So I I do find it a, a very interesting story and I would love to see like a real legit countdown show type with them. And one thing that I love right now with Osprey it's like you can tell the crowd is just kind of like, oh, cool, Osprey, whatever, right? And then during the match, you can feel them being like, oh, my God. Like, I had no idea this guy could do this. And by the time it's over, they're just, like, stunned. And, and I, I love watching that. Did you hear Jim Ross? Oh, my his, God. He, uh... He's, like, the biggest Osprey fan ever. Yeah, his contract tampering was like, man, I really hope – Will Osprey can sign with AEW one day. I'm like, yeah. you know, hey, I ain't mad at you, man. He's like, quit wasting your time over there, Will. We need you, you know. Although I do, do you find like I know Will's very, very loyal to New Japan, but man, I, I think it would be a smart move if he if he started to work his way out of there just just I, for his body, just for yeah. his body. I, I think it's just going to be a situation come I don't know when this contract is coming up, but come contract time, like it might come down to like finances. Like yeah. you know, hey, like, hey, how like I'm I'm getting up there in age, like how can I make some money right now just in case I can't do this in five or six years, or at least do it at the level that I'm doing it right now. I need to see how to cash out and he might be looking at doing that. So granted, I love Will Ospreay in, in New Japan. Like, you know, I, I am yep. all for it. I, I am totally into his story dougie we've already talked about it you and i talked about like g1 and everything like i'm super into his story and i definitely see like the next year from him being like even better as it is right now um but i mean to get a will osprey match on tbs every other week would be would be really awesome to see full time so it'll be interesting to see what's going to happen here in the next year or so for him uh, and clearly tony loves him i mean and that's my thing is like if he's actually a free agent and and I don't think WWE would be out of the question if they really started to turn things around either. Like, and if he could get all three companies bidding for him, he might be able to walk away with a nice, nice fat paycheck. And I hope so. I like, I like, I, I love, I love Tanahashi, but man, like his body has been so beaten. And I, and I don't think Will Ospreay could even make it close to Tanahashi with his style. If he stays in new Japan, like I feel like his body will be broken in half by then. Yeah, but like I said, he still has a, a story. You know, dirty ass. How many times can he lose to Okada? I mean, it's the same thing with Okada went through with Tanahashi. Like he had to go through those trials and tribulations of trying to figure out how to beat the guy in order to get to that point. I think Will Osprey is kind of like the same thing for sure. So, yeah, um, having to get to this guy to preserve his body, and like I said, he needs to cash out here soon. You know, like you said, if AEW comes, which 
that'll be kind of difficult because politics and everything. You don't want to piss off the, the group that you're working with, like take their guy from him. But obviously, right. you know, Osprey's going to make his own decision. He can go back to like, hey, like, I would love to stay here. I don't mind continuing to work here. But like they're offering me this to work a couple times a month. Like that might be the, the best route for me to take. So, again, it's definitely going to be interesting for sure. Yeah. See what happens here in the future. It's definitely one of the key storylines, in my opinion, of what could happen in, in pro wrestling. Like he, he's to me that new Japan guy, like the AJ, the Kenny, like those that really will finally jump to the States. I think he would be one of those guys that would be a, a very big deal. So, but I like the fact that he's a spe- right now he's a special attraction and that's yes, something that is. I think that AEW could use more like, you know, is she coming in here? Yep. You know, Suzuki showing up every now. Like, I like those special attractions. I like the fact that Will Osprey is that right now. Takashita was kind of kind of becoming that as well. Like, uh, I, Takashita I, I just needs to. Like, I, I hope he comes over and talk about one person. I wouldn't mind signing with him. Takashita is definitely that guy. For yes, sure. yeah, yes. And now that Kenny's there too, that that would be awesome. I think him and Kenny would be a great tag team. I think him and Kenny would have a cool feud. Like, there's a lot of cool things there. So, yeah, Kenny, um, Omega, Takeshita, and like Obushi and like a trios match. This would be. Yes, yes, sick. yes, please. <laughs> Versus like the Bucks and Adam Cole or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It would be cool. A lot of cool stuff. Hey, do you have the uh, the castle card real quick so we can go over just uh, anything important in those? Uh, I have no idea what's on these show. The castle show? The, yeah, uh, the, 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 Roman, well. the Roman and uh, oh, Jim McIntyre. Sure, I can pull that up. Uh, How about Seth Rollins? Yeah, more, did you see it was going to be Ricochet and Carmelo? Yeah, I saw that NXT. They like, brought like a whole bunch of people back for... Um, do you think like, they're going to go back to black and yellow? They'll probably do something. I think they're going to pivot away from the. 2. I don't think they thing. should go back. Just make something different than what it is right now. Yeah. Like just yeah. rebrand again and just move yeah. forward from there. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So it's World Collide on Sunday as well. That's the NXT show where they're By like the way, unifying. Did you see that? Do you see that Royal Royal Quest uh, lineup? Like they haven't showed the actual matches, but like FTR, Osprey, yeah. like it's that thing's stacked. Yeah, and the last Royal Crush show back in 2019 was awesome. So hopefully this one could be just as good. Yeah. So the Clash of the Castle. I have no idea what this card is. I'm just now pulling it up. Yeah. Pretty what do you want? What do you want to do with it? Know all of them. <laughs> I just want to know the card and like we'll just give quick predictions because it's this weekend as well. Uh, so Roman and Drew McIntyre for the Roman. Universal Title. It's I mean it's in the UK. I mean I know that's like the big thing with this. I think it's going to be a fun show. The crowd's going to be off the charts. It's, I think it's in the stadium as well. So I mean it's going yeah, to be it's like sixty, like over sixty-five thousand people, like legit. So that's really. Bad. I mean imagine imagine like Patty the Batty coming out with like seventeen thousand. The place is going bananas. Imagine this thing with sixty thousand. Drew McIntyre coming out like that's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be cool. Like, uh, and that's this Saturday, right? Yeah. So, when, where does this air? You said it airs on Peacock. Just yeah, Peacock. Peacock. Okay. yeah, it's like yeah. probably like two or three in the afternoon. Yeah, cool. something like that. I might check it. I'm supposed to be doing some action figure hunting that afternoon, but I might, I might, uh, I might check it out. I'm gonna go with Roman to retain, even though it's like the UK and it's Drew and everything. But yeah, I think Roman's gonna retain. 
Yeah, Brandon, you agree? Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to take the easy picks on these. I don't really care. Yeah, either do I. <laughs> um, I mean, Seth Rollins, Matt Riddle. Is Seth Rollins finally going to win a match? <laughs> Seth, excuse me, who was that? Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle. Seth was freaking it? Rollins. Oh, Seth freaking Rollins. That's who you're talking about. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't yeah. know anything. Okay. Yeah, you got to say his name correctly. Yeah, Seth. Well, and, and now Riddle is Matt Riddle again, I guess. Yep. So Matt Riddle. By the way, how about them completely ripping off DC and John Jones? Yeah, I saw that. It was, I saw this morning. It yeah. wasn't bad. Like, I didn't mind. No, it wasn't it. bad. But like, holy crap! Did you just like watch that on YouTube and be like, "Let's do that"? You gotta think, man. The majority of the audience that saw that they've never seen that. Yeah, they never they saw know. that. So yeah. it's probably just they oh probably my god. think it's the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, I thought they came off a little too like try hard, like a little too serious. I felt I feel like they should have been a little bit more relaxed in that kind of like the way that that uh, John Jones was doing his. Right, um, but I thought, I mean, hey, if you're gonna lift something, that that's definitely a good promo. To yeah, lift. that's one of the all-time greats. I appreciate they went for it. Like, yeah, no, it's a good sign. Yeah. Honestly, I'll, sign. I'll, uh, I'll actually take Riddle on this one. Okay, I mean, like I said, Seth hasn't won a match, and I don't know how long. So, yeah, I, mean, it's pretty... I haven't seen him win in forever because I just yeah. see the pay-per-views and he just loses all the pay-per-views. But, but I feel like they're with the stuff that Rollins was saying to Riddle in that in that clip and stuff about like his family leaving him and all this stuff. It's just kind yeah. of like, he's going to look like a real loser if he can't beat this guy. So, um, uh, Liv Morgan and Shayna Baszler, that's for the SmackDown <sighs> women's championship. Ooh. I'm going to assume Liv will probably retain there. Yeesh. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't see. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bianca Belair, Alexa bliss and Oscar versus Bailey Dakota Kai and EO sky. I mean, I like uh, I like Eos Sky and I like Bianca Belair and I like Oscar a lot. I mean, the others are fine as well, but like I, I really like Eo personally a lot and Bianca. But I don't really care who wins the match, though. I'll, I'll go with the Bailey Dakota and Eo team. I think everyone in that match is fine, and yeah, that yeah, was like the, that was like the match that they were building up on SummerSlam um, when Bailey came out. So. I mean, it's something. It'll, it'll probably be a good match for sure. Like you said, I don't really care who wins, but I think the match will will definitely be good. Yeah. yeah. Um, Gunther defending the Intercontinental Title against Sheamus. That'll be cool with it being in oh, the really? UK. Ooh. So nice. that's kind of cool. And they'll, those yeah. guys will hit, the guys will hit the shit out of each other. Like yeah. that'll be Gunther. that'll be fun. Although Gunther, Gunther as well. Yeah. Um, I like that though. And uh, Edge and Rey Mysterio teaming up. I didn't know that they were teaming again. This is a, th- a throwback to 2002. Um, yep. uh, they're nice. uh, they're taking on Finn Balor and Damian Priest of Judgment Day. Uh, predictions for this one, y'all? Surely Edge has got to beat Judgment Day at some point. So with Rey Mysterio, right? I, I think they're going to win Edge and Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Um... Is Dom Mysterio, is he involved in this at all? He just he's says with Dominic Mysterio. I think he's on the outside. Maybe he's joining Judgment Day. I haven't watched that, that's to what I was that's going, where it's yeah. heading. I, okay. That's what I would say. Yeah. They, I feel like they've been talking about him turning for like a year now. So let's just go with that. He'll turn on Ray. Because I think they said that he was like mad that Ray picked Edge over him. Oh, which yeah. like oh, brother okay. Dom Mysterio, like check yourself at the door, brother. Like you, <laughs> like come on now. But yeah, uh, I'll go with the oh, Judgment okay. Day for this one. Sure, okay. I'll go Judgment Day as well. But yeah, it's interesting to see the the reuniting of the the 
SmackDown Tag Team Champions from back in the day. Cool. So what we got? Survivor Series, Ray versus Dom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just real quick, I'll just say I'm gonna throw out the uh, the Worlds Collide card. I am actually looking forward to this show because I think this this will be fun. Um, I haven't watched like any NXT, but like I, based on what I'm seeing here, this could be good. Uh, we have Braun Breaker versus Tyler Bate, title versus title. We have Mandy Rose versus Miko Satomura, title versus title. They're consolidating all the UK championships right now. Um, we Singles have, uh, match? Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. Blair Davenport. There's a triple threat there. My bad. Blair Davenport who, who, that who? also. I don't know what that is. Blair Davenport. Yeah. Uh, she used to be, um, what was her? Um, Bea, Pres- Bea, Pres- Bea Presley. Oh, that's her name? That's Bea Presley's yeah. name? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. My bad. Um. Osprey's former woman. Gotcha. Um, so that's for we knew quick predictions though, like Breaker and Tyler Bate. I'm assuming Breaker will probably be the one to win the title to unify them. Um, any opposing I'll there? Or, I'll say yeah. Tyler Bate okay. just to be different. I I, I love <laughs> Tyler Bate. Like I like I personally I like to see him be the champion. I think he's fantastic. But Braun Breaker seems to be their guy. Uh, Mandy Rose, Sodomora, and Blair Davenport. I'm just going to go with Sodomora because I feel like Bates going to lose the UK title like in his match, and like one of the UK champions will at least be the winner here. So I'll go with Sodomora for that. Um, mm-hmm. Just let me know if you guys disagree at all. I'm just going to run through these. Caden Carter yeah. and uh, Katana Chance. I think that's... I don't know who has uh, I think that's Kat, I think that's Kat, 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 Katanzaro. Is oh, Casey Catanzaro. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. wow. Now she's, okay. she's Katana Chance. Right. Um, they're the Katana tag team champ. They're the, they're the tag team champions of NXT Women's Division, by the way. Um, and uh, they're wrestling Dewdrop and Nikki, almost a superhero. Um, so yeah, uh, I guess my prediction is going to be. I'm also going. I'm just going to go with Ash and Dewdrop actually because they're more well known. I guess I don't know. We have uh, the Creed Brothers. <laughs> We have the Creed brothers defending the NXT tag team titles against uh, Brooks and Jensen. I'm sorry, Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs, who are the UK champions, who are both very American. We have the pretty deadly team and uh, Gallus, Mark Coffey and Wolfgang. And this is unifying the tag titles for all the NXT brands. Um, Some of those teams are good. I know. Yeah. Gallus yeah. And... Yeah. This, I mean, you know, I think Gallus is probably going to win this one because, like, so on NXT UK, they've been kind of, like, splitting for a while. Like, Mark Coffey did a singles run and um, Joe Coffey and Wolfgang. And, you know, but they're they're coming over as a group to NXT 2.0. So maybe I could see Mark Coffey and Wolfgang winning the titles here. So I'll, I'll go with them. So they're normal episodes, right? Like, that show is done right now. They're still airing, but, like, within the next, like, week or two, it'll wrap up, and it'll just not be on air until sometime in 2023. So. Yeah. Um, and then it'll be NXT Europe and, like, a total rebrand, apparently. So. Um, and then Carmelo Hayes versus Ricochet for the NXT North American Championship. I think Carmelo, Carmelo Hayes should win here, but I think this is going to be – I mean, that's going to be a great match. Man, so. you talk about if there's yeah. a way you can – fuse two wrestlers together if you can take right. the personality of Carmelo Hayes and put it with the athleticism and 
you know, great athlete that Ricochet is, I feel like you will have an excellent professional wrestler there. But yeah. I mean, that, that sounds like a, a cool match. I mean, I'm not as high on Carmelo as, as other people are, but you know, Ricochet is a great wrestler, and I think he'll have a good match with Carmelo. So that'll be interesting to watch. Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot of like good stuff for people to watch this weekend. You know, we got uh we got obviously AW All Out. We have. Uh, NXT Worlds Collide. We have WWE Clash at the Castle. We have UFC um, Surreal Gone versus um, Taichi Yavasa. And yeah, also on that fight. show is a uh, is one more really good fight on that one. Just like a surprisingly good co-main event on that show. Um, I'm gonna pull it up just really quick. We're not gonna go through this card, but just for the sake yeah, of yeah. throwing this out, is that the Whitaker fight? Yeah, Robert Whitaker and Marvin Vittori. That was it. Yeah. So yeah, that's a real that's good free good. show right there. Um, yeah. And I'm going to be wow. putting a, a, a allegedly, potentially, hypothetically, putting a little bit of money on Tai Chi Yavasa getting that knockout in the main event. He's like, he's like plus 3,000 to win by like second round knockout. It's like, I'm like, I'll throw five bucks on that. So um, anyways, I'm looking forward to this weekend. A lot of good stuff. Uh, anything y'all want to plug? Brandon, tell people where they can find you all that good stuff. You find me at All Out if you see me. Say what's up. Uh, but I'll be there this weekend roaming around. So it should be a fun weekend for sure. Oh, yeah. Doug, anything from you? Uh, not much. Um, just follow me on Twitter. Check out our Instagram. Like I said, I'll post the, the pictures uh, from the meet and greets on there. And um, also, it looks like uh, Jake Paul might be fighting Anderson Silva actually in October. Yeah, yeah we'll so talk about that, that more. Yeah. No, I'm just um, saying it yeah. looks like that news yeah. drop. So that's yeah. exciting. And what was funny about that is uh Anderson opened up as an underdog and it's already changed. People have already put enough money down that oh, it he is down. now the favorite <laughs> within the day. I think that's yeah. hilarious. People are like, holy crap, let me call right now. Um, so yeah, it'd be a good time to lay down some money it. on Jake, honestly. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. true. I mean, even um, get old overnight, so um, real quick, we had the two super chats tonight. Thank you very much to Alexander Fitzgerald and Cactus J twenty twenty two. Rather than pulling all this stuff up, which is just two names, I have a coin here. Uh, one side is the Atlanta Hawks fiftieth uh, anniversary logo. The other side is Budweiser. Um, I'm just gonna flip this. Uh, Alexander, you are the Hawks. Cactus, you are the Budweiser. Okay. Here comes the. Here comes the. Uh... All right, this is it. To the yeah, I really have vested interest in one of one person winning over the other. Um, it landed on the Budweiser. Um, so Cactus J twenty two, uh, congratulations. Please, uh, if you don't already follow me on Twitter, follow me. Just even if you want to unfollow me right after, I just need to be able to direct message you, um, just so I can get your email address. So if you see this, um, we will try to reach out to you, and you should get an email. After we uh, get your information on Sunday, you'll get an email from Rest Rumble with your free entry. So uh, thank you to everybody who watched this week. And uh, y'all can catch me next on Fightful. That'll be Thursday morning with Jeremy Lambert. And we'll be talking about a whole bunch of wrestling stuff. We got our interview airing with Titus Alexander, um, pro wrestler that really, really killing it right now, especially on the West Coast. And yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Fight Talk underscore. So. Um, any last minute things from either of y'all? Appreciate you guys having me on. It's always fun. Thanks for coming Absolutely. on. Appreciate that, Brandon. And uh, yeah, we'll be back uh, same time, same place right here, 10, 10 p.m. Eastern, RVD Tito for Life YouTube channel.
See y'all. Enjoy the weekend. Thank you for tuning in to Live Rounds. Make sure you leave a like, leave a comment, and donate to Steven Jensen. He will read out your donations on the next week's show. Also, don't forget to follow Doug Bateman and Steven Jensen on Twitter. And if you like what you heard tonight, check out more Live Rounds episodes.